This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm RJ. And we're just two guys who have no other choice than able to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're standing around on a road and falling asleep a bunch. But it's cool because Udo Kier shows up. As we watch Spine 277 in the Criterion Collection, Gus Van Sant's My Own Private Idaho Mm -hmm. from 1991. But first, RJ. Yes. Have you died for our sins this week? Uh, A la the Joker? (laughs) Are you talking about the clown Uh, prince of crime or uh, uh, potentially the the king of kings? mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? (laughs) Uh... Uh, so is it is this John, fresh for you? Just no. no well, you 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 sent this to me. You sent. I know, it to but me. I don't know how often you check. Your, uh, I, I, I I responded, and uh, oh yeah. I but but I've had now multiple people post about it or send it to me specifically. <laughs> so I feel like I don't know. Am I being like hurt? Are people wanting me to react? Or is that like what Zack Snyder's intent is for a reaction to to Uh-oh. to send a message? Watch, what do you think the watch, message is? To watch out. Watch out for what? What's going to happen? I don't exactly what's going to happen. Nobody knows, man. Nobody knows what he's got up his sleeves. Mm-hmm. Jared. All I know is that we're about a month away, and uh, boy, I can't wait to watch it with you. We're going to rent out a private theater, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have HBO Max in Canada, but I mean, maybe we could figure something out, right? Yep. Maybe yeah. we could figure some out. Yeah, I uh, I saw that, and uh, I got to tell you, man, I'm here for it. I'm uh, I'm totally on board for uh, the Christ Joker, <laughs> the JC Joker Christ. You see, you see jo- what I did there, Jared? Joker clown. Joker clown. Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of like he's risen because he's a new Joker, right? No. When you see Jared Leto now, are you just like? I mean, I knew you were before. Oh, he's got that 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 dude's got some serious go away heat. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think, well, because there's like that thing where he was in some sort of uh, isolation at the beginning of oh, COVID, COVID. And, and then he like he emerged months later and he's like, "What's going on, guys? What's going? On? What's what's happening? You guys hear about this? You, you seen this? You remember, remember my great turn in Suicide Squad as the Joker?" The Joker man. This is Remember, my, this is my redemption. Now I'm Joker Jesus. Joker Jesus. Prefer I take him more as a Thirty Seconds to Mars. Remember his band, Jarrett? <laughs> uh, remember his band? No. no, I remember he. I remember he's in Fight Club. Um. Oh, as Blondie. Yeah. 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 I think that's about all I remember about Jared Leto. Oh, and of course, Chapter Twenty Seven. Whatever the fuck it's called. But sorry, I cut out there. Oh yeah, you did. What did you say about Jared Leto in Fight Club? Oh, that no, no. Uh, where's um, Mark Chapman? Chapter twenty-seven. Oh, and uh, and he's really fat. Yeah, that's that's fun. Or not really fat, but he's kind of fat. Well, in that one, because like the the poor guy. I mean, he he's he just wants to be Jake Gyllenhaal, you know. I think he was made a lot of promises that he would be, and then it never came true. But I mean, but you know he, what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, his career I think started a little. He had a little bit more upswing before old Jake. He got a lead of the, the Battle of the Jays. I think so. But Jared, long run, yeah. Well, I mean, you know who's yeah. I mean, yeah. 
I'm just, I'm well, just, that's I'm, also I'm, like. Uh, I mean, look, but, but look at like, look at this. Look at this. He had Fight Club and American Psycho, Requiem for a Dream. That's a mm-hmm. that's a hell of a filmography to, hell... to get things started off. At. But I don't even think people remember this. They don't remember it at all. Yep. And then I mean, fucking, uh, then he was in Panic I... Room again. David Fincher was dipping back into that Leto pool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he had a cornrows in that. Big time <laughs> cornrows. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Nobody. I liked him in I, for a trip. And, and, then, and then Mr. Nobody was like, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, isn't that we've got Jay Gyllenhaal in it? Jared Leto. Yeah. Isn't that a Gus Van Sant movie? Mr. Nobody. It's it is not. Yeah. It is not. Isn't it someone like that though? Um. Isn't it Nemo? I thought it was. Well, it is. Uh, it's it's you mean like G- Captain Nemo? Ja- you're talking about the director? Of yeah. Mr. Uh, Jacko Van Dormel, your favorite. That's a totally real name. He's Belgian. Jacko? He can't help it. Oh, I see. I see. Can you think of a more perfect movie for him to be in, though, other than like Fight Club? It's so comical thinking about it now. It's like, of course, Jared Leto's in Fight Club. Of course, of course, Jarrett. But, but hey, that was before Jared anyone. Leto. That's before people really knew it was going to come. But then, and then I mean, then there's his uh, iconic turn in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, everyone knows about that one. Yeah. You uh, did you skip over Dallas Buyers Club? I have never seen in that which movie. he won an Oscar. I never saw it. I mean, he was decent in it, but I just remember, I think that movie was the end for him and McConaughey, because McConaughey was doing good that year. He had True Detective as well. I remember I went to that Oscar party, and uh, some guy, I, I just overheard him, and he's like, you know, I've always been a McConaughey fan. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean you've always been a McConaughey fan? Because of, like, 10 ways to, like, lose a date or something? Like, what? He was just in, like, rom-coms before, right? Like, before that Well, kind of well he's, he's, he's in Days and Confused. That as well. Yeah. yeah and but you know, and, and, you know and someone he's, like, pro- he's got projects. He did. But you know when someone's like, I really like McConaughey and Dazed and Confused. Like, I know we do the voice too, but when someone's like really into it, you're like, you're into him as the actor or the well, character? Are you, are you sure that he, uh, this guy at this at this event was not really into mm-hmm. Fool's Gold or Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past or the, Link, the, the Lincoln Lawyer? I mean, aren't we all in the into the Lincoln lawyer, like as a community? Don't you think? The McConaughey community? as a community. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Now we're talking about him. So what I what I'm taking, I know you're talking about well, it. What, what what I take from this? What is would you're you excited. now? The thing is, what would you? What superhero would you like to see Matthew McConaughey play? Because um, you know everyone's waiting for. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, who who we'll be talking about, uh-huh. and, uh, and then we got Matthew okay. McConaughey. He, he he hasn't shown up yet, right? In any of this shit. I'd really like to see. That's what people I'd want really podcasts like about Moebius. movies. Moebius. We already got Moebius. We, we, we've already got Moebius. Not yet. Moebius. Actually, you know what would make the most sense for McConaughey is like because you know how um they got uh, Woody Harrelson to be Carnage. For the Venom movie, for in that at the end of the get... movie, is that just at the end of the movie? I never saw it. No, yeah, for the end, but like that sequel that of Venom that was supposed to come out last year, but COVID canceled 
Lit, like that is actually has Woody Harrelson in it. Wow. So they could get they could get McConaughey into that universe because he'd fit in pretty nicely. Who would be uh? So we'd have Venom, Carnage, and then I guess like Condiment King. That's the that's the right uh, series, right? Condiment. King. No, that's Batman. That's Batman. But uh, I don't know who who would fit in there. You know, where where would you put him, Jared? Where would you put him? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that to big brains that pay attention and really have stakes mm-hmm. in it. Who are gonna buy tickets to our fictional crap? What about uh, what about Doctor Fate? <sighs> man, that would really fit for him. <sighs> right? Man, that is huge. What a big movie that would be. For maybe, I know. Yeah, Doctor Fate, and then uh, Keanu can come back as Constantine. Be great. Fan, be great. Fantastic. How's your week been? Ah, uh, I mean, fine. Good. I'm a housecoat guy now. You're a housecoat guy. I got guy. a housecoat. Really? Yeah. Usually I, I wear like hoodies and stuff, but I'm, I got housecoat now. Why? Yeah. So why the, why this change? What happened? You ever, do you ever fuck with housecoats? No. No. Can I? Uh, do you wear like? But like, do you wear like pajama clothes around the house? I have like long john bottoms and do you just wear those as sweatpants sometimes pretty much yeah yeah until oh, until yeah. summer and then it's then it's just boxers and bare legs baby well oh even your feet even bare feet for you yeah I'm not, even you I'm, Jared I'm, I'm not i'm not going out in public that way oh i see uh, so it's it's okay under that cir- circumstance yeah so if i come to your house can i be in bare feet fuck no I'm going to. I'm going to throw you the fuck out. Especially if it's summer. Explain this house coat, RJ. Uh, so you know how I have to like wake up early? Yeah. And you know how it was like minus 40 here all the time? It was. Yeah. It was. It's now not it's, anymore. Now it's not. So. It's still cold in the morning though. And so like oh. when I wake up really early, I'm really cold. And uh, I am tired and lazy in the morning. So I don't want to fully put on sweatpants and a hoodie. I wanted something even easier. So I got into the house coat game. I see. And it was recommended by a friend of the show, Ryan Nagels. Well, he's a big house coat boy. Yeah. So I was like, I'll try out this house coat thing. And, I, uh, yeah, I could see it, though. I mean, uh, him be, being uh, with children running around, mm-hmm. sometimes you just need to be able to throw that upon yourself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have that problem. No, but I am a big child. That's true. It is true. So there's some crossover there. Do you? F- but, what character from fiction do you feel like when you're wearing that house coat? Not the dude. Good. Not not the dude. I would say more like um, one of the McDucks, like from uh, um, not like Scrooge McDuck, but like you know the other ducks, like the nephews. Yeah, like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. I feel like one of those guys because I feel like they are they're house coat guys. Um, you know what I mean? They are children. Like Huey, I mean, perhaps. well, d- ducks are fairly like indecent creatures in that universe. It's true. They, they don't it's wear true. they don't wear pants. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know who else doesn't wear pants? Uh, like, uh, do you remember when they did that spinoff show uh, for Baloo from Jungle Book? And it was actually what was it called? Um, where he's the ca- the pilot. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah I know what you're. It's like spin about. or tail tailspin. Tail yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that. I feel like Baloo tailspin. Yeah, because he wears like Hawaiian shirts, but then like no pants, and he's flying planes and stuff. He kind of has like the I don't know the the khaki uh, top with the hat. 
with the hat yeah um, yeah maybe not maybe not the hawaiian shirt am i thinking of chip and dale rescue rangers because one of them is dressed like magnum pi right yeah uh, uh yeah he yeah tailspin he is kind of wearing a khaki shirt yeah i'll stand by that though i feel like baloo the pilot like baloo the pilot yeah as Do opposed to baloo the the jungle bear well i mean it's the same baloo isn't it yeah recast recast yeah, yeah. Well, i mean like, yeah he got new he got a new role as a pilot Mm-hmm. Well, and then isn't King Louie in this one too? What was King Louie in uh, Tailspin? Well, they there's, there's Sheer Khan or whatever. He's like the the, the evil mechanic. corporate. Oh. Oh, I was thinking of um, I don't know if the snake shows up again in the in Tailspin. Uh, I see. There's, I mean, there's at least there's a duck, or or all the ducks. I guess Darkwing Duck came in here at one point. Uh, there's a crossover. There's... I, I, it appears so. Or this might just be a poster. It says the Disney afternoon. It's yeah, ducks, that makes uh, sense. RJ. DuckTales and then Tailspin. Would have yeah. been a cool crossover, though. It might have happened. <sighs> no? This is, the, this is the most I'm sure that Tailspin's been discussed uh, today in the world. Well, I saw it on a, a pop, it popped up on Disney+. Plus. Did you hear Disney Plus got all those Fox shows, Jarrett? Nope. So the uh, 900 titles were added to Disney Plus. It's actually a, uh, it's got a pretty beefy uh, library now. It, beefy, you say? Beefy. It's got things like uh, X Files, Futurama, which I'm pretty happy of about. King of the Hill isn't on there, which is a major bummer. Uh, and Fringe isn't on there either, which I'm I'm confused at because I I was really wanted to rewatch that. Hmm. But lots of other Fox shows are on there. Like uh, that Terrier show that uh, you've uh, <gasps> talked about, that's on there. Oh, yep. damn. Uh, that Jay Baruchel show, Man Seeking Woman. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That show is very good. That's on there. There's some good shows. Pretty good shows, Jer. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah, I heard, pretty good. I think I did hear about Futurama. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what the fuck? No King of the Hill, huh? No King of the Hill and no Fringe, which is are the only two things that stand out to me were that like, I thought would be on there because of Fox, but aren't. And I'm like, well, fuck. I was like, what's that about? Well, you got to watch. They're slow rolling. Yeah, I know. I know. But there's other good stuff on there, you know? So how was your week, Jay? Um, well, yesterday after I came back to work after lunch, I had like a dozen emails waiting for me. I had zero when I left. Mm. that's not a very long amount of time and so uh, what happened this is like my this is my ongoing thing is emails the, the, oh right the abuse that i think people are uh go, getting away with via mm. email it's like oh I, I got more of these coming than ever before i don't mm-hmm. i don't like it so is it just like a constant onslaught is what you're saying well it's ups and da- escape it's it? ups and downs for instance today mm-hmm. Completely manageable, uh, less than uh, maybe one pertinent mm-hmm. email. And that's actually not true. I got email notifications. That's that's a whole other thing. That, that those just kept coming, but that, that's fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But you know, so I, what I, I got things I want to do. And I, like I, don't, what? I don't know. <sighs> learn about three D printing, editing. What's there to learn? I thought you already knew it all. I wish. No, but I don't even 3D printing, but actually 3D sculpting. Hmm. So wait, what? How, what's the difference? 
well, one is printing and one is making things on the computer that then can be printed. Like actually making them yourself? Yeah. Imagine, why do you, you want to do that? Can you imagine that? No. Sounds. I feel like you could Google it. I, I usually would. Because yeah. there's a lot of things that people have already made and probably better than you could. So you would just look it up and go, oh, there so it is. Gonna, what would be the first thing you'd make then? Probably a miniature to print and paint. Like a miniature that you already uh, like have seen or like something of your own design? Something of my own design. Would it? What would it be, Jared? RJ Balog. That's who it would be. So very handsome, super fit, like lightning kind of, abs. Kind, kind, yeah, kind of like the weekend. Oh, the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So did you? I did. did, you, did you I I, I looked it up. I looked it up. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you both have uh, questionable facial hair. That's that's what, it, and both like kind of round heads. What do you mean by questionable? Um, that's about that's about it. So I could see it. I think at one point mm-hmm. you definitely had like fairly weekendish facial hair going on. It is, yeah, and I mean, in the summer, I do, I do uh, put on a pretty good tan. In the winter, I've been, I hide, but uh, I have been, uh, I have been asked if I was like of a different place. They're like, "Are you from Canada?" And I'm like, "Wow, yeah, I, that, I've been asked that before." Interesting. Yeah, I say I'm Hungarian. What What else happens at this gathering? Uh, it wasn't really a gathering. It was just oh, uh, I some, someone I met. <laughs> it was a oh, some, somebody you met. Uh, and you and you were hanging out in the in a basement with some couple of other people. They have similar uh, similar visions of the world. No, this was where, uh, this was what, some years what, ago. Where are you from, boy? Yeah, no, I think that was be, that. This was probably like ten years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I think people were still like the, the, the early... asking that kind of <laughs> oh, thing. They still ask that, I think, RJ. But yeah, uh, yeah, but they sh- they shouldn't. But there's more awareness of that. But I I got asked that once. Where are you from? I was like. From here, man. Where are you I don't, from? I was like, I don't really know what else to tell you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I crisp up pretty good sometimes. I see. Yeah. You know that, like, like gold complexion with my lightning abs? I'm, I'm kind of a dreamboat, Jared. You just you don't recognize it. Well, I'm going to have to, like, when I work on my, my mini fig, RJ, uh-huh. I'm going to have to really spend some time looking at you and thinking about you, which I'm not comfortable with doing, mm-hmm. but I'm... Mm-hmm. Then I, but then once I do it once, I could print you over and over and over again. And what it, would they what would they be used for? These printings. Hey RJ, we've got emails. Okay, maybe it's a Patreon goal. Maybe it is five maybe five or ten dollars a month uh, subscription. You can get a minifig version of me. That'd be interesting. We'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, what were you talking about? Aaron Lang. Oh yeah, what's he up to? No subject. <clears throat> oh, okay. Hey creeps. Uh-huh. I seem to remember RJ saying that he got an exercise bike and that he's been pedaling away while watching DS9. I recently got a treadmill in my basement, something Ooh. I never thought I'd do, and got my grandma's old TV and DVD player set up in front of it. I found treadmill viewing to be good for old TV shows and bullshit, things that look cool yeah. but might otherwise be dull. To wit, the old animated Star Trek series. Ooh, yeah! I just did a rip of that uh, within the last twelve months. It was mm-hmm. pretty entertaining. That's good tread uh, treadmill show. 
I found a DVD set of this about a year ago, and it was only seven bucks, so I figured why not. Mm. I can't even remember the uh, plot of the first episode as it was rather sleep-inducing, but the general vibe and aesthetic is cool, and the runtime is about 25 minutes. Basically an ideal thing to watch while treadmilling, by which I probably wouldn't bother with in other circumstances. Mm. No. See, I agree. That's kind of that's kind of what my idea was a little bit too, I think. That said, the second episode, Yesteryear, really caught me off guard by how good it was. Written by DC Fontana, there's a lot of cool planet Vulcan background info, and the story is real tight, and it's themes that go well beyond what's normally found in a kid's cartoon. I don't want to oversell it, but I'd put this episode up with the better ones on original series. Or as I threw RJ off earlier, Toss. Oh, Toss. Well, yeah, I didn't realize we were... I didn't know what we were talking about, and I was like, what are you talking about, Toss? Uh, yesteryear, after finding himself erased from history, Spock must travel back in time to save himself. That is a good episode. That one, is, that one might be the one too where uh, it's about Spock and oh yeah, this episode's really dark because it's Spock and his dog, and they they basically go on like a uh, like not a walkabout, but like you know what what's that thing where like him, young Spock and the dog go out into the wild and they have to fend for them themselves. Yeah, that episode's yeah, that episode's pretty uh, pretty dark, man. It's got a sad ending. After looking it up, it seems uh, yeah. generally agreed that yesteryear is considered to be the best of the animated episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's probably downhill from here. But I'll let you guys know if any other installments jump out as notable. After finishing these old cartoon treks, next in line for my treadmill viewing is a cheapo complete set of all of the Diana Rig Avengers episodes. Oh. And and attached uh, to this email is a Star Trek furry girl. Is there? So wait, did I miss it, or does he mention where nope. this is? No. Nope. <laughs> oh, so just maybe maybe, maybe it's just for your viewing. Maybe maybe, maybe yeah, just for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, signed by FK twenty sixteen, Fluff Crupler or something like that. So Jared, I'm not really familiar with uh, the furries. Can you explain to me? Well, uh, if people want to find out more, they should check out this. Uh, what was it? Was it the Down the Rabbit Hole episode mm-hmm. on furries? It does, oh. a, it, does, it does a good history of it. Is it? Uh, does it make you like, squirm a little bit? Mm-hmm. What talking about furries? Yeah. Uh, I just think it was I don't just... like seeing other people's sexuality. I don't like even my own sexuality. You know what I mean? I wish we could all just bud. Off of each other, like yeah, just a little I, egg sacks. Yeah, I think. I mean, if everyone did it, oh, it'd be sick. It'd be wicked. What, what's your fursona though? My fursona. Yeah. Boy, um, I have to think about that one, RJ. How would she? How about you? A hot dog with an earring. It's not very furry to me. Depends on how you see it. Is it like a rotting? like mold covered hot dog no it's like a fresh bought one from costco hmm. so you'd be your your dead meat that's in fact I mean, that's murder so that's like actually well, if very threatening Morrissey. that's very threatening to animals rj to be a cooked dog i, I mean i mean it's very actually it's very troublesome really just depends on how you look at it man I'm, I'm i mean i'm looking at it i'm looking at it I'm looking at it. Well, well, that's my answer, mm-hmm. and I'm, I eagerly await yours. Okay. 
Um, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I think a man once described me as an otter, but I, I, I don't know what that meant. Was I'm, he I'm, flirting I'm assu- with you? I'm assuming I was. he was saying, hey, that would be a really great f- f- uh, f- furry costume. I don't oh. think there could be, possibly be any other meaning to that. So he was flirting with you. He wanted to be like an otter? Be otter. Yeah, like he wanted you to be his otter. Uh, <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, I see what that guy was doing. You got a little admirer, Jared. That's cute. A little, a little admirer. Good for you, honey. Justin Peterson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My own private Idaho. Got any uh, potatoes? Hmm. Hey, Jared and RJ. What's happening? So today, we will be hearing you guys chat about two male prostitutes from opposite sides of the tracks searching for meaning in life on the open road. I guess you guys have some new ideas now for your OnlyFans VR account. I mean, that's pretty much what we've been doing the whole time. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in subscribing to our OnlyFans, send me the money first, and then I'll know that you're real, and then I'll send you information about it afterwards. Yeah, Scout's Honor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. So if your likeness came to life on a magazine, which one would it be? I would go with Entertainment Weekly. I am thinking the Minifigs Daily Vlog for JD and the National Enquirer for poor RJ. Is the National Enquirer bad? Oh, that's the like the Bat Kid one and like Lobster People ones, right? Is that the National Enquirer is? Uh, National I think Enquirer. so. Like yeah. the World Weekly News or something? Well, yeah, there's the Weekly World News, which is yeah. a good time or was a good time. I don't think it exists. Not in print anymore, but I think online okay. with Bat Boy. With Bat Boy, yeah. yeah. National Enquirer, it... It, this whole thing was always going to be like Elvis. Elvis spotted yeah do, you think so people, it's, it's do people still simple. do that do people still talk about elvis um i mean you're talking about him right now friend you know friendo you're talking about him well what magazine do you see yourself on hmm. true crime yeah no true crime like as the perpetrator or the victim I've noticed in recent weeks, RJ okay. has really been stepping up his role as the confused co-host. So uh-huh. I'll be taking a tally this week of how many times he goes to his proverbial bewildered, huh, line? Huh? Uh, have I been confused lately? Um, I just assume that it's a sign of your tiredness. Huh? Your rundownedness. Perhaps huh? ill-prepared for episodes hey, hey, to, hey, to, we... to, to, to perhaps cover for uh, the usual, uh, you know, sharp wit of yours. We have never pretended to be prepared for these episodes. Don't, don't start that. Why? Um, and I mean, I think if I come off confused, I think that says more about you than it does anything else. Hmm. Stop being so confusing, man. Speak plain. Goat movie question of the week. Mm-hmm. What are some movies you were surprised to see were way better than they had any right to be? I just rewatched Alien vs. Predator and was delighted how badass it was. Hmm. He continues, Do you guys prefer xenomorphs or predators? While I love the first Predator movie, I've always been more of an alien guy since I watched those movies way younger than I likely should have. Uh, well, you go first, Jared. Xenomorph or uh, Predator? Damn. I don't know. 
depends hmm. on the context. I'm even when I was a kid, which one I liked more. I mean, I, I liked them both a lot. Mm-hmm. There was that really awesome uh, Alien versus Predator. Was it Alien versus Predator uh, arcade game? Mm-hmm. Not not the shitty one for Super Nintendo, but no, the, I know uh, the one you mean. The arcade yep. one though, that thing was yep. so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hmm. You got to pick one. I might go with Aliens. Okay. I guess by default, I would be picking Predators, but I'm not. I'm going to pick Alien as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pick Alien as well. So what's your movie that uh, has no right being as good as it is, Jared? Oh, damn. I don't know. (laughs) That's tough. What about Upgrade? Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm I just think, looking at my list. I'm only one. I think I give that three and a half stars, because it was way better than it should have been, I guess. But that's like a three and a half star movie. I mm-hmm. have to, I'd, I'd have to investigate. Well, I just saw. I mean, I don't know if it's better than it should have been, but the, one of the last movies I was really surprised at was Soylent Green. I'm just looking at like movies that I've watched lately that I've rated highly. Oh, so that was a good show. <sighs> Ratings. Let's see. Let's start at the tippy top. Uh, Brigsby Bear. Yeah, you really like Brigsby Bear. Way better than it has any right to be, but it's a good show. I'm not gonna rewatch it ever because I want to hold that high, uh, high memory in my brain. My brain. Yeah. Damn. You don't got none. I'm looking. I think. Oh, he's I, looking. I, I think my four, my five star movies are like all. I think obviously really good movies. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that were like. Go to like that, the that, four stars. That, yeah, I'm gonna do that. But wow, there's so many four stars. That's. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't there, know. There's my uh, always my uh, my a dark song. I think that. Oh is, yeah. Uh, that was way better than I thought it was ever going to be. A dark song. What about uh, the battery? That's also probably better than it's it was supposed to be. I mean, that's. Um, I guess I knew going in. Mm-hmm. That that was good, and then I was like, oh, I guess. Uh, I mean, for the amount of enjoyment I got out of watching Baby Blood. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that's yeah, uh, that's a good one. That's, that's a gooder. Uh huh. And I, you know, I I, th- I have to say that like Planet of the Apes, I think is oh yeah, actually even better than people realize. I think that movie is so well mm-hmm. made, and mm-hmm. I don't know. They're all those all got added to Disney Plus. Maybe I maybe I'll give them a rip again, Jerry. Why not? Dip back into the ape world. Those movies mm-hmm. are wicked. Mm-hmm. I'm very wicked. Very wicked. Um, so let's check one more obvious four star page. Anything? Nah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking too, but uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. These are just all good movies. Encino Man. Yeah, you know that's a four star <laughs> film. So, RJ, with the new Catholic yeah. elevated horror movie, St. Maud, streaming, mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. you be checking it out? Uh, it's not streaming in Canada, I don't think. So, no. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll and, check and right if now. It, Actually, let me check. I'll and, see it, and, it, and if it is by Creeptober, why not? Yeah, I can't see myself watching it outside of that, just because, uh, I mean, we're closer to May than, it, than to October, so we're going to have... Um, more than we can handle pretty soon anyways uh it is it's not it's not streaming we can buy it but yeah. uh i ain't gonna mess with that no um it, it, but, it'll, it'll be on netflix or uh shutter like soon yeah. enough it's uh 
I mean, it looked okay, but at the same time, I was like, I feel like it's, yeah. it's hitting a lot of, uh, of the major notes that uh, things recently have been. So that's just from like a, a one-minute preview I saw of it. I was just like, this seems familiar. It seems really either people like it a lot or they dislike it. Like very, I don't know. That's what I was noticing amongst the, yeah, there's like, there's like kind of like the one group of people I'm I follow on Letterboxd that are like really deep into the Euro horror stuff the way I am. They're Franco people. They do not like this movie at all. Um, and then there's sort of in the middle. I do. Oh, I see that Sugarhead watched it and Corpse. What did they give it? Because those Three are respectful stars. people. For, from both of them? Yep. What an alignment of, of uh, mm-hmm. like different people, like Sugarhead you and know, Corpse you, coming together. Well, you know, gave it four stars, which is for them, it's actually not bad for the movie. Josh Frazier. Josh Frazier? You think he's listening right now? I don't know. Oh, man, I'd like to hear why he gave it four stars. Um, well, he did write a review. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Okay. Yeah. Is it a big review? Not really. Nah, I'm still not going to read it. Uh, Hereditary is mentioned. As oh, is, is Babadook. Oh, God. See, if it's like those two movies, I'm definitely not going to like it. Wow. Like, that's what I mean. I was like, this it, it seems familiar already. And I, I, I know it's like, it's like, people are like, give it a break already. Mm-hmm. Movies borrow from other movies. It's like, I know. But when you see it over and over again, eventually you get tired of it, you know? I watched Roadhouse for the first time this week and enjoyed seeing Patrick Swayze ripping some throats out. Any thoughts oh, yeah. on this or any of Swayze's other movies? I'll tell you what's uh, not a Swayze movie but has a really good throat ripping is Rambo. Mm-hmm. John Rambo. Or wait, what is that movie called? It's just called... Is it? Yeah, John Rambo, right? Ram- Rambo the Fourth. Rambo Four. Yeah, that, one, that movie's got a pretty sick uh, throat ripping. Mm-hmm. Where were we talking about Swayze films? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I Swayze. Yeah. What about Tremors? Uh, that doesn't have a Swayze. It doesn't have Patrick Swayze in it. No. Are you sure? No, I'm sure. RJ, it does not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what? I've seen... oh, he's in the player, huh? I'm... I don't think he plays a major role in that though. Mm-hmm. Watch films. Oh, look at that. Co-starring with Keanu Reeves in Point mm-hmm. Break. See us. Yeah, I have only seen, like, of actual Patrick Swayze movies, five. And that, and one of those is Donnie Darko. I got nine. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel really not adequate to answer that question. Yeah, I mean, even, I, I have quite a bit of his, but, like, I'm going to go, you know what? People are probably going to think I'm going to say I would say Ghost because Ghost is a pretty good movie, but I'm going to say Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That's going to be my pick for Swayze movies. Are you familiar with that one, Jared? Vaguely, I remember I was old enough that I saw the ads for that movie all the time on TV. Yeah, uh, I remember because I thought they were real ladies on the cover, and I was like, "Whoa, hmm. what's this movie about?" Because I was five when this movie came out. And I was like, what are these guys doing? But like, as women, you know. These ladies. Chris Penn is in that movie, too. Creeps of them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, also noticed, too, is, uh, yeah, he's in The Outsiders, yep. which is a movie I think is garbage. 
Uh, I mean, the movie has some questionable stuff. He's the older brother. What's the older brother's name? Derry. I, don't know. I just think it's not. I, a think. Very, I think it's just a one of a whatever you want to call fifties greaser kid like movies. It was odd, like pastiches of like fifties. What it was like growing up. I think it's terrible and cliche ridden. Not one of Francis Ford Coppola's best movies. Yeah, but Jared, look at the lineup of actors. I know. Emilio, uh, C. Thomas Howell, Ralph Macchio, Matt Dillon. Tom Waits. Oh, Matt Dillon, yeah. Swayze, Tom Cruise. Actually, the one the one really big Flea? thing about <laughs> Flea. Flea. Oh, hey, we're getting a lot of Flea lately, hey? We are. This, this is like all the, Flea all the time. All, all Flea. The best part of The Outsiders, though, is... Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, there's a scene where he picks up an entire chocolate cake, sits down in front of the TV, and just eats the cake. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I like it. like it a great deal. Yeah. I mean, the movie is fine. But did you have to read that book in school? I did. Nope. Yeah, I can't remember when. Like, maybe grade 8 or something like no. that. Grade 8 or 9. We had to read it. It's pretty boring. Foodie question of the week. Uh-huh. With Idaho on our minds this week, where do you stand on taters? You know, potatoes. There is nothing like a good loaded baked potato to go with a steak, and I even like that salty skin. My mother-in-law makes these awesome twice-baked potatoes where she scoops them Mm. out and makes cheese and bacon mashed potatoes and then puts all that goodness back in the baked potato and tops that with cheese. Mm -hmm. I used to not be a fan of those sweet potatoes, but I don't mind the taste anymore, but they are not my first choice in baked or Mm -hmm. French-fried form. For fries, I do love those curly ones from Arby's, and Chick-fil-A has great waffle fries. See, this is a big question because I, I think just potatoes in general is too large for us, Jared. It's too, too big. large at the moment. I think what we should prioritize our discussion is if you were having, like, say, a steak, what kind of potato would you have with it? Mashed? Baked? <sighs> if, I could, if, if I could have any? Roasted baby potatoes? Yeah. Well, you know what I'd want? Because steak fritz? It's, it's not fries. something that doesn't come up often. Mm. Scalloped potatoes. Oh, you dirty slut. You're eating scalloped potatoes over there, aren't you? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's like, hey, like they're they're so good. They're so I know. good. I know. That's like scalloped potatoes. And then, uh, I, I mean, I think they're just fancy scalloped potatoes that people call like funeral potatoes. That's oh. all. That's all funeral potatoes are, right? Just fancy scalloped potatoes. Funeral potatoes. Have you heard of that? Have you heard of those? No. It's like really cheesy casserole potatoes. They're fine. I I guess it's like when people have to like bring stuff for the what the death yeah. table, and yeah. people just sadly like, well, no one's no one's gonna really be hungry. But then those will be the guy who's like, I didn't really know the, the dead, but uh, these potatoes are great. Man, um, these uh, whoever made this was uh, doing something big. Mm-hmm. Scalloped potatoes, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I'd be all over that. See, I like I like potatoes just in general. They're my favorite fruit. And uh, I, um, in all I forms, beg, I beg your pardon. You heard what I said. Fruit. You heard what I said. Where, yep. where do you get potato seeds from, RJ? Anywhere you look, my man. Just oh look around God. you. If you if you seek seeds. his monument, look. Just look around you. Okay? Seeds, potato, potato fruit, huh? Come on. <laughs> well, see, I, I you teach potato... science class. <sighs> well, I do. I do something. But I, I always call potatoes vegetables. That's right. And Andrew's like, no, they're carbs. It's like, I know it's a hey, carb. Did, did you find out if Andrew is a Buddhist yet? 
Uh, yeah, she is. Okay. Yeah, she she Buddhist. Last week you weren't sure. I mean, I was kind of sure. I was okay. pretty sure, but yeah, she she Buddhist, but she eats potatoes too. Because not all life is suffering, like they would like like you to believe. <laughs> um, isn't that that's like their motto, right? Or is that? That's one of them. It's one of them. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I like all potatoes. There's some things I like better, but uh, I'm a big fan of just plain old garlic mash. You know, I just like some good mashed potatoes. I also though yeah. I like them with a little lumps in there. Because that's how my mom made it. Do you like like bits of skin in the mashed? Yep. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like a dirty mash kind of. I like see. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like I know some people like them whipped really fine, and I don't. I like it's too much. But uh, my mom would leave the skins on, and she would just mash them like eighty five percent or something. So there'd be a couple lumps in there. I think probably the last time I was at the keg, the only thing I liked there was their mashed potatoes. Yeah, they got good mashed taters there. Whatever it is they have, the garlic taters. Yeah, the yeah. garlic garlic mashed taters. That, that was like better than everything else. Yeah. You know what I like to do too with mashed taters? And this will be the last I, I talk about it. Uh, but if Peterson's talking about getting the sweet potato game, you know what my mom always used to do as well? Like it for Christmas, Thanksgiving. Uh, you got a big pot with however many like normal potatoes you would normally be boiling for mashing. Like let's say 10, right? I don't know how many normal potatoes you would put in there. Like let's say 10. Then what she would do is she'd get like a yam and like cut mm-hmm. like a huge knock off of it, throw that in and boil it up together and then mash them together. So it's mostly potatoes, mm-hmm. but there's a little bit of sweet potato mashed in there right. too. It's a nice little, it's a nice little balance. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. How do like you, it. how do you feel about radishes and turnips, RJ? Uh, I don't mind radishes, uh, especially in like, uh, you know where, you know where radishes are actually an unsung hero egg salad like or potato salad potato salad with like a boiled egg in there as well and then some sliced up radishes that's good but i can't i i gotta be honest with you man i don't even know the last time i ate a turnip i don't even know the last time i saw a turnip to be very honest yeah that sounds about right like do they sell turnips at the grocery store here uh yeah i think they sell them off the fruit tree rj oh the fruit tree yeah yeah hey you 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 laugh, but like our grocery store has like nothing. I walk through the produce no. section for like, like, oh, and then for vegetables, big, it's like some broccoli. Well, but some where, whatever, whatever you were saying there, big grocery did not like it. Well, fuck them then. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna repeat it. Good. I'm not gonna repeat. Yeah, it. Uh, grocery store produce is uh, often pretty frustrating, actually. Yeah. Especially, we don't have anything here, you know? <laughs> Video game did, talk. Did that cut out too? No, I got you. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you guys ever play any adventure puzzle games on PC like King's Quest or Myst? I recently got Myst mm-hmm. for VR and it has been fun to feel like I'm actually lost and confused in that creepy quiet game. Guess I'll need to watch some playthroughs to help me get Ooh. going in the right direction. Oh fuck, man! I hate quests or uh, missed. I I can never really get when I was a kid. I had no, I didn't really get the adventure game thing, and I couldn't leave that ship. <laughs> we were like looking at compasses and books and stuff. It's like, what do I do? I didn't I didn't I didn't get it. But I do actually really like adventure games. Uh, my mm. favorite though was probably Grim Fandango. Did you ever do that game? Grim. Uh, I know the name because uh, it's a very appealing name that sticks in your memory. Grim yeah. Fandango. I've never played that game. I've never played. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it good. was like for its time, uh, pretty groundbreaking stuff. And it's uh, oh, what's his name? Tim Schafer, who did who? La- 
uh, game designer for, uh, who worked for like Lucas Arts way back when. Did Day of the Tentacle, Secret of Monkey Island, all mm. the Monkey Island games, and then Psychonauts, and then uh, he did that one oh, yeah. that one game that was like super hyped up and disappointed. Brutal Legend, the Jack Black one. Oh, I remember that game. I never played that one either. No. I, I do remember that one. And then, a yeah, bit, but there was like a full throttle. Uh, it was like, yeah, back when like. Full throttle? Tr- throttle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Well, full throttle? But yeah, no, yeah. he worked, yeah, he worked for uh, back when George Lucas was doing video games and making, like, was uh, pr- helping mm. produce, like, some of the best video games of the late 80s and 90s. Tim Schafer. Did Lu- did Tim Schafer and Lucas were they the ones who made uh, Uniracers for the Super Nintendo where you're no, unicycle that, that, and you're racing? No, that's a that's a, that's a European company, right? There was like a weird thing too, and they had to change yeah, the name I of just, it. I didn't actually think it was them, but I was trying to think of the most obscure game I could think of, and Uniracers was it. Oh, see, I but I, why do I know I about think. Uniracers? I don't know. You must have uh, been in the know. Oh, look at that. I bet most people don't. Oh, it's British. Yeah, they're uh, British. And they actually uh, went on to become Rockstar. Really? So the people behind Uniracers well, to make GTA 5? Yeah, yeah. well, it was found. Yeah, so it was the company was founded as DMA Design Limited. Uh, or maybe they got bought by, the, they got purchased after the fact. No, actually, no, they released Grand Theft Auto. So there you go. The 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 studio that did Uniracers also did Grand Theft Auto. We'll see. The more you know, I bet we I bet we made someone's day with that info. Mm-hmm. I've got. Hey, what were we talking about before? Uh, video adventure games. You, oh right. You, right. you play any of those Phoenix Wright games? Are those adventure games? Kind of. Uh, those. They're kind of like puzzle games, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, more puzzle. Like Ace yeah. Attorney. Yeah. Well, it's like yeah. I don't even know what you call those because well, it's like I'm thinking of like Professor Role Layton. Play? Professor Layton is a puzzle game. Yeah. That one's a puzzle game for sure. Yeah. yeah. But there's oh, what's that game? Hotel Dusk. Uh, I think so. I think I played some games like that. I do like puzzle games now. I play puzzle games now, but uh, um, I didn't play a lot of those ones. Not at the time, at least. Mm. Point Not like click. PC. I, 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 think, I think there was a Walking Dead point-and-click adventure game that was really good. Uh, yeah, I think you could get it on your like iPad too. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, it seemed like people were. Um, <laughs> how, how do you feel about visual novels? Uh, I don't mind that. I, I actually I have a game that I've, I've been wanting to buy for a while <clears throat> on Switch called uh, Kentucky Route Zero, which it's like I think it's a literary puzzle game or something. Like it's mostly text-based. Uh, and it's, it sounds pretty cool. I like people, it has really like, it's got a really good reception, but, uh, I've never actually talked to anyone who's played it. I'd like to try if it ever goes on sale, I'll get it. You know, I don't think I, and I don't think I ever actually played a King's quest game. And if I, I don't think I did. I think if I did, it might've been on one of those like Sierra compilations that a friend would have had. And I just tried playing it. And Mm -hmm. again, I was just like, "Eh," and I moved on from it. But yeah, I didn't leave any any impression at all. Though I'm looking up uh, point and click adventure games. There's this one that comes up that looks really pretty. It's called The Whispered World. The Whispered World. Yeah, from 2009. It looks gorgeous. Okay, let me see. 
There's a PC. I mean, I... The Whispered World. Or at least the one, screen, I was say, the one screenshot I saw, I was like, what is this game? I was going to say, too, like, uh, what you were talking about, like, those games that you just play. What is that? I can't remember. There's a certain word for, for it now where it's like uh, walking games, basically, where you just kind of walk. <laughs> throughout the whole game like i think there's the one it's called like a quiet or like a, a little hike or something a nice hike or something like that your buddy uh reich mobertson was talking about it even a while ago a, a little hike no it's not that it's something like that like a fuck it's on the switch this whispered world looks cool it's a little steampunky well, was that game rust like that uh what do you rust oh maybe a short well, hike is what it's called. Okay. Okay. I, no, I think Rust is okay. Rust is a survival game because that, that's a new subgenre too that's emerged. Mm. Is like people just love these survival games. I think there was some Viking one that just came out called, you know, Valhalla because they're all called, every game's called Valhalla if it's sure. got Vikings. And um, yeah, it sounds yeah, like. I'm looking at this Rust thing. Yeah. I remember people were all about Rust. And there's like some, like obviously there's a bunch of these horror survival games that I see screenshots of and I go, that looks awesome. <laughs> but uh, I there's just not enough time to ever play any of these to get really good at or immersed into it. It's just more like, oh, I like the idea of this game. More than you actually like it? Or, or just the idea of committing to playing some like PC game thing. I don't know. Mm. I've I've I've, I mean, I see what you mean. I've got I've got YouTube videos about uh, stonks to watch. And, and, oh, and, you're into the and, stonk world now? Oh no, not at all. But I could be. You should get into penny uh, trading, and I'll, I'll give you ten dollars, and I, I'd like you to make it a hundred thousand, please. Okay. I'll give I'll give you a ten percent cut. I'll, I'll put your money into some putts. How does that sound? I know what I like. I know what that means. Putts, Put, putts like mini putts, uh, like at the mill. Yeah, or puts. Okay. Putts. Puts like stuff you might get on your shoulder, yeah. like puts. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'd be down for either. Just sign me up. Fantastic. Justin concludes. Thanks for the time, gents. Have a great show. Cheers. It's nice to hear from all of our friends. Well, we got two more to go. Oh, shit. We have more emails? Yeah, that's right, RJ. Damn. Okay. Oliver Granger, Demon Ooh. at the Olympics. Ooh. That sounds like a, a Bloomhouse project to me. I bet it would be a Skype-based film, if I had to guess. Hi there, creeps. Firstly, thanks, j Dog for the comic recommendation of Demon quite a few episodes back. I'm on mm. the third book now, and it's one of the best things I've read in a long time. Yeah, it is. What is de is demon that one that's about like uh, like a Chinese food restaurant that's haunted? The one with all the potato fruit, you know that one? No, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know that one. No, this, okay. uh, this is Jason Shiga. Doing, oh, okay, yep. Um, and it's great. Sugarhead knows. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I have heard uh, the sugarhead drop some demon refs. Mm -hmm. uh, refs. It's one, yep. of, it's one of those books that uh, I just yeah, knew about for years. And when I read it, finally, I, I, I ordered a whole bunch of the store to telling, telling the boys there. I'm like, this is fantastic. This is an easy sell. And I was told, you're a fucking idiot. This is not going to be good. And then Dylan sat down and read it. And he was like, fucking Jared. 
this is actually good. I'm like, yeah, exactly. It's exciting. It's like, it's a nice thing when you actually read a comic you can recommend wholeheartedly. And that's like, not because that's what you have to sell and you have to find things to recommend. How often does, uh, does Dylan, uh, take your recommendations or like, has he ever taken one and been like, Ooh, not a good one. Jarrett don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know if there's been anything I'd specifically recommend to him because we have kind of different tastes because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's the type of person that's like, you know, he, he really doesn't think much of Watchmen for instance. And I'm kind of like of all the, all the books you could like die on a hill on as far as like not being good. I don't know if Watchmen would be my go-to. What about before Watchmen? <laughs> well, I think for him, Darwin Cook uh, mm-hmm. drew some of it, so it can't be all bad. Okay. Despite Good. it being the work of scabs. Uh oh, was it? All, all of them are dirt, dirty. Well, I guess. D- dirty scabs. I guess in the in the grander. I I wasn't thinking of what Alan Moore would think at the yeah at that, but yeah, it was crap. It's mm-hmm. all it's all unnecessary crap. All unnecessary crap. He says. Interesting. Yeah. interesting Before Watchmen and then Doomsday Clock, garbage. Jeff Jeff Johns. Oh. Did they ever even finish that Doomsday Clock? They thing? did. Wasn't it like? Yeah. Oh, they they did. Yeah. But it, that only took like two years for what ten issues 12, or something. Twelve issues. It did. It did finish. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't make my joke as good, but okay. And just a remark on the Olympics. Oliver mm. continues. Oh, right. Listening to the news at the moment, they mentioned they wanted the Olympics to open this year in July. What a fucking joke. COVID has really shown how stupid celebrities, rich people, and sport is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, RJ. How about that? What do, you, what do you think the chances are that the Olympics are actually going to happen? Probably pretty good, right? There's a I lot, mean, there's, there's a lot of, yeah. uh, I mean, Japan will want it to happen. They don't give a fuck. They, they're just like, I don't, so we're, we're going to well, do this. They already built all the stadiums. They, yeah. They've sunk money into it. They need to make it back somehow. They need the tourism, man. Yeah, the IOCs. Like I don't know it, what they do is it isn't criminal mm-hmm. in general, but like man, what what did they what did they do? They they just exist and I don't uh, know, man. You tell me. They, yeah, garbage, absolute garbage organization. Mm, good. Yeah, good. and hey, let's do it, man. Let's celebrate what a great society we are when we only have like whatever less than two percent of the population vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like it's. I, I kind of I do agree with like how ridiculous the perspective of things are like everyone's like man we're just trying to be alive right now and then you get celebrities talking about how <laughs> we're in this together man it's us it's all of us you know <laughs> we're, we're just all here and it's like check out my new workout plan and this new movie it's really personal to me especially with how challenging things have been this last year it's a check it this out is the one this Take is it. the one it's yeah. yeah let's make it a gift to the world to stream it online for thirty dollars for thirty dollars yeah i think it's all horseshit i i think like it, it's not gonna happen because people still really care but it's like i think we could end celebrity like as a concept that would yeah. be cool no well, we we need our demi humans or uh or demigods uh, i mean we have the real ones thor is up there we have um thor, he is a god rj what's what's the other one martian manhunter he's up there uh john, we have john jones John Jones, um, Mulder, Fox Mulder, he's up there on our pedestals. David Duchovny himself? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's his real name, Jared? <laughs> Come on. Tia Leone? Uh, 
Tia Leone because of Wayne's World or what? Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking of uh, Tia Carrera. Yeah. <laughs> Tia Leone. That's that's more. That makes more sense. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm okay with not having any celebrity, but that's just me, man. It's just me. It's great. Right? It's a great time to what be alive. What about you? Uh, Oliver continues. I still love sport. But some of its problems have been highlighted over overpaid people complaining how hard their life is in their million dollar mansions, international mm. tournaments being held in countries with sketchy human rights records and COVID mm. protocols. That tennis tournament had 40 athletes got COVID at. Mm-hmm. Didn't they all quarantine before they got there and then they all got COVID and then they I, had to. I honestly haven't heard a thing about that. There was something like that that happened. That just sounded pretty ridiculous. I mean, even the fact that the Super Bowl actually had fans there too, and it's fans. just like, or like people in the stands. It's just like, why? Why let any of this happen? I know money. Like, I mean, that's the ultimate answer. But like, you know what I mean? Do we need any of this? I don't know. Closer don't to know. home, RJ's uh-huh. favorite people, the Italians, oh, t- took New God. Zealand to court to race in the America's Cup during our short three-day lockdown. It was obvious in the lockdown was going to end quickly, and our government wanted people to be out watching it. But nope, the Italians wouldn't allow it. They then broke lockdown protocols with their celebrations after they won. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how it's been working, yeah. hasn't it? Like, the whole I mean, time, kind of? Well, I mean, if you want to hear more about RJ, I think talking about Italians, he's got to go down to that basement where he's hanging out with his friends. Uh, that I, I I never said that person was a friend. I, I said it was somebody I met one time. I, have you never like oh, met I, someone? I'm talking about your friend saying where are you from. Yeah, no that that wasn't a friend. That's just some guy that, I met one time. Yeah, <laughs> some guy. Have you have you ever like been in a situation where like someone you just met says something like immediately like that's a little bit inappropriate? Yeah, I th- I think everyone I, I, and I, then they drop I, it. Everyone has. And then you go, what yeah. the fuck? But, yeah, I mean, that's a good cover for what's going on over mm. there. It was one of those. I think yeah, back to I think back to the Criterion film we watched about the 64 Tokyo Olympics, and you spoke about the problems of the Olympics back then and at the time. It's just getting worse. Who gives a fuck if these people don't get to prove how fast they can run? <laughs> uh, they're, but they're, good point. But, but, they're, they're, but their window... Their window of opportunity. It's it's mm. gonna, it's, it's it's going to close, and uh, I don't know. It's fine. Who cares? So, you know what? So is the window of opportunity of living for some. Uh, yeah, I think that's the big takeaway. <laughs> no, being alive. Well, for some, uh, you know, I popped onto Facebook and on my feed there on the official vinegar syndrome webpage or something like that. There was a comment someone or like a question someone asking, Hey, is Vinegar Syndrome going to be at the Day of the Dead convention or something like that? And it's like, huh, mm-hmm. okay. Someone's just asking if there I guess there's somewhere in the world in America there's a horror movie convention happening. And uh they're asking, are they, are they gonna have a table? And the first comment was someone talking about communist muzzle masks. Um and this this person uh about what? Communist muzzle masks. Uh, what do those look like? 
Um, I don't know. It's like the ones that we wear every day, RJ. I don't know if you realized. It's, it's all. It's all. A, oh. It's a cunning plot. It's all part of the Great Reset, you know. To take down the people, or <laughs> take down our freedom. Oh, freedoms! I gotcha. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Freedoms. Yeah, I I know what you mean. Yeah, it's gr- it's great. Finally, RJ, uh-huh. Sam Sanchez. Ooh, baby! An email titled "Baseball." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like baseball. Uh, apparently, uh, this talk about sports is awakened the beast. It's catching. No. Yeah. yeah. He just knew. He knew. Since Jared has allowed this podcast to become sports creeps recently, and Jared being the expert he is, I thought I would ask uh, some mm-hmm. for some expert advice and thoughts. First, what are Jared's thoughts on the San Diego Padres signing Fernando Tatis Jr. to a mm-hmm. 14-year $340 million extension mm-hmm. after only playing two half seasons, less than a season's worth of games. Long commitment for both. Well, you know, what I can speak to is mm-hmm. I, I recall there was a deal struck back in the 90s between mm-hmm. one Vincent Kennedy McMahon and one oh, yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm-hmm. And it was like several years, $20 million. And mm-hmm. uh, it was like guaranteed money, and because just so to make sure that they didn't lose this this fight from the upstart of WCW, and mm-hmm. then uh, Vince went back on that deal and said, oh, "I can't afford to pay Brad, pal," <laughs> and uh, it didn't happen. So I don't know. I don't know what happens in sports deals. Mm-hmm. Like how much of this is a lot of bluster, and then dudes get injured, and then that's it, or mm-hmm. they or they get shitty, and then it just goes all downhill. Is that something that happens, RJ? Uh, I mean, I think it's a, I think the, it's a little bit cleaner. Like there's ways, there's ways to like, well, they have a, they they have a union though too. So they actually have some protections on like, uh, being a pro wrestler. Yeah. I think it's a little bit, you're a little bit safer. Like you sign the contract. I think you're, you're going to get it. And then if they have to break the contract, you're still going to get parts of it. Right. Like they can't just be like, well, (laughs) it's the way she goes, bud. You know, sometimes she goes, sometimes she doesn't just no money this week. (laughs) because <laughs> i imagine that's how that conversation went right now 340 divided by 14 what does that work out to 340 divided by 14 yeah jared that is going to be 43 mm-hmm. i don't actually know no. but i'm guessing but it's like 24 mil before taxes you know you gotta pay taxes 24 mil a year Twenty, yeah. How many game, how many games does a baseball player play? Hundred something. Uh, yeah, it's like a hundred and ten. Okay. Or hundred and twenty or something like that. It's it's a lot of games. I'm I'm like a real sports ball guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jay, Jay, the sports so, ball. All, all I say is, uh, I mean, these these uh, this is a all kind of falls off of or falls up off of. What Oliver just saying? Sports, am I right? Horrible people, but I wish Fernando Tatis Jr. all the best in his future endeavors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, go, you would, yeah. Get that. Get those bases. Get runner home. Hit a ball. Mm-hmm. Hit a ball. Catch catch a ball yeah. too. Sometimes hit a, a hit a touchdown and uh, maybe catch a home run. Yeah, 
Hey, that kind I, of thing. I've seen Ken Burns' baseball. Uh, yeah, what happens in that baseball? Lots, lots of things. Good mm. things, bad things. Things that make you cry? Also, yeah. who would Jarrett take as his number one pick for his fantasy baseball team? My Ooh, team has question. been called Team Discovery Channel for years. Mm-hmm. The consensus best player in baseball for about 10 years now is Mike Trout. And that hasn't changed. Is it true? Is that a guy? Is that a person? Oh, Mike Trout? You don't know Mike Trout? No. <laughs> Man, you're you're a regular Mike Trout. Yeah, you you got big Mike Trout, Mike Trout vibes. Yeah. Well, I mean, would I be considered the best baseball player as well? Uh, you might be. I think people would say you'd be okay. No. But so if you could have anyone on a baseball team, who would it be? Mike Trout. Mike Trout? What yeah. about you? What I, if we I, open I, it up I've, to I've, fictional characters? I've, I've got a good feeling about this Mike Trout guy. Oh, okay. Even if fictional or, or real, you're going to still pick him? Fuck. Ugh. Mm. This guy's face. Ooh, Mike Trout? Oh, man. <laughs> Lock your daughters up, people. Mm. But, and I mean that. <laughs> don't. Don't. Like, in what sense? Lock them up. Protect your daughters. Don't let. Oh, them, okay. Don't. What about sons? Don't don't let them hang out with them either. Yeah, I'd protect. I'd no. pr- protect protect your children. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh. oh man. Don't let them near your drinks. Oh. See, I he mean, might, he might I, because he might drink them. He looks, like, he say, looks like a I, jerk. I'd like to distance myself from these opinions because it sounds like dangerous slander to me. What? He might drink your drink. He looks like a jerk. Uh, yeah, he might. Do you think he's got a huge, super long straw that he just can get your drink from across the room? <laughs> he, like, I, I feel like he'd be the type of person that might invest in that technology. The trout's always thirsty. No. That's what they say. No. Yep. <sighs> boy, oh boy. So while he is the no-brainer best player in baseball, there are mm-hmm. a couple other players that might just be as valuable, if not more so, when it comes to fantasy. So from these six, who would Jarrett select for his number one pick? The mm-hmm. aforementioned mm-hmm. Mike Trout and Fernando Tatis Jr. I'm I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Fernando is yeah, a, a good dude. Mm-hmm. Mook, Mookie Betts. I mean, that's a sweet name. Who is Mookie Betts? Yeah. Who is essentially lesser Mike Trout, but can steal more bases. Want and a better name? Yeah, w- wicked name. Mook, Mookie mm-hmm. Betts. Yeah, there's Wa- a couple. Uh, Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that a Kuna or a Asuna? I think it's a Kuna, okay. but I, I could be wrong. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I could be wrong. Or a current best pitcher in the game, Jacob DeGroom. I mean, DeGroom's okay, but dollar for dollar, I'd still take the <sighs> the big unit, Randy Johnson. I know he's retired, but. I'll, I'll take my answer off air, thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you shall. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I mean, I think Jarrett's presented a lot of interesting opinions on the sport. Have I? You will, right? I, I, I will, I guess. Yeah. So who? So Mookie's your guy. I think. I think Mookie's. He's got the best name. He's got oh, the good name. There's some Mookies in the NBA too, or there used to be. Well, they're probably the best players too. Uh, one of them wasn't wasn't too bad. Was that Pearl Jam's original name? It was like something Mookie. I don't know. Or, they were Mother Love Bone for a while, but then they were all Mookie Blaylock. Yeah, he, Mookie Blaylock was uh, an NBA Bay- player. Baylock. Uh, it's close. 
Mookie Blaylock. Wow. He, what team did he play for? Fancy. He played for the New Jersey Nets, the would, Atlanta Hawks. Would you ever think about renaming yourself, RJ, to Mookie? Be Mookie, Mookie? Baylog? Uh, I could be Mookie Bla- uh, Baylog. I, I shouldn't go full Blaylock. No, uh, no, no, no. Just no, out no. of respect for uh, no. this uh, fine athlete. No. Uh, but, yeah, he was a Mookie. So, I mean, as a scientist of the game... I would mm-hmm. definitely say, scientifically speaking, Mookie Betts is the, mm-hmm. the horse to back. Is that uh, the money ball approach to uh, yeah. to yeah. making picks? All, okay. all the maths. Mm-hmm. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Last episode, when yeah. talking about the Criterion Doodle Guide, Jared mentioned the Criterion Newsletter Clues. Is there any that were memorable to you uh, or that you recall either easily guessing or just being pretty ridiculous? I remember there was one that looked like a sick as in ill oh. rat that everyone just assumed was Midnight Cowboy Ratso, but it ended up being not a rat but a possum, and the clue was for the incredibly well-known Il Sorpasso. Uh, that sounds confusing. That doodle always stood out as a bit of a stretch to me. <laughs> Il mm. Sorpasso ended up being one of my f- uh, favorite surprises in the collection still to this day, though. It's really Ooh. nice is uh, Sam Sanchez, uh, in parentheses, actually spelt out Il Sorpasso. But I, or, and, or sorry. Like he Il, spelt it out phonetically? Yeah. Well, Il Sorpossum. Oh, that, okay. Uh, what do you think, RJ? Il Sorpossum, Il Sorpasso, obviously. Oh, get fucking bent. <laughs> I mean that I mean it's good, but at the same time it's like who 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 other than Sam Sanchez could figure this out? No one. No one's operating on his level. I wonder no if there, I wonder if there's like a well, he didn't guess it cuz no one did, but it turned out to be that. That's what people are shitting on. Ah, mm. uh, man. I, I wish there was like a I'm I'm sure Reddit has a record of this crap, but the old days. I'm trying to remember. I, I do know that at one point, I'm pretty sure Napo- like the one I always go to is Napoleon was teased, and it's never, mm. it's never come out. Like but, Napoleon Bonaparte was teased. Uh, yeah, Napoleon Bonaparte. But yes, the uh, Abel Gantz movie from like the 20s. Abel Gantz. That doesn't sound like a real person. Oh, but it is R.J. and they're they're a goofy French bastard. Mm. But maybe they're, or maybe they're Belgian. I don't know. I mean, who's to say? But if no. France and Belgium are even separate places, <laughs> as far as I know, they're the same place. Uh, well, Wiki, Wikipedia says fr- French. Wikipedia is saying it's it's French. Yeah. Well, Jared, I just can't agree with that. <sighs> yeah, I'd have to think about that. Damn it. You know what I mean? I just can't agree. And frankly, I don't want to. Yeah? Yeah. Good. I don't agree, and I don't want to. Okay. Um, this this uh, Google News search thing is really pissing me off. Google News? Yeah. yeah. What happened to the Google News? Uh, no, it's just, it's just not Google News. It's the Google search function. It's uh, oh. frustrating. Yeah, I don't have one offhand. And RJ definitely doesn't have one. Uh, of what? Exactly. Also, there's been a lot of platformer talk recently. Curious if you guys have played any more modern, as in post-N64 platformers, and what some of your favorites are. 
I've enjoyed the Rayman series, or at least specifically Rayman Origins, since I never mm-hmm. played the newer Rayman Legends. But I 100%ed Origins and felt it was very fun and tough Ooh, as hell shit. with the speed runs needed for that. Also a fan of the Ratchet Clank and Sly Cooper games, but those are mm-hmm. 3D platforms, which I'm not sure how you guys feel about. All right, mm-hmm. guys, take care and hope you guys are re- reading for spring training and upcoming solicitations for fantasy baseball advice. Well, yeah, spring training's coming up soon, Jared. You you might go down to Miami to watch some spring games, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I have actually, I'm the flip side of him. I haven't played Rayman Origins, but I have played Rayman Legends. And that game was really fucking good. I really liked it because I've never played Rayman before. Uh, until it came to uh, Nintendo Wii U. And I am, yes, I'm one of the only people in the world who owns a Wii U and uh, their extensive library of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I really liked Rayman. I thought that was w- wicked good. And in terms of 3D platformers, like I tried those ukulele games. Like they they had one that was platforming and one that was more like a DK uh, 3D. It's okay. So they're not bad. What about you, Jer? What do you think? Well, I never played a Rayman. I know about Rayman, but I never did. Uh, Rayman's pretty good. Never get the chance to play one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have played a little bit of uh, one of the Ratchet and Clanks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one it was. I think it was like that four-player one. Mm-hmm. Where there was one for all or something like that. It's it's a kid's game, but it's yeah. fun video game action. <laughs> uh, Those are PlayStation only, right? Yeah. Ratchet Clanks. Yeah. Right. See, for, I, for, I didn't well, fuck with that. Yeah, because they're, it's for, they're for good people. Oh, as opposed to normal people? Yeah, exactly. For yeah. Ce- celebrities. Oh, only celebrities have PS5s, Jared. Like, mm-hmm. get off of your high, like your, get off of the pedestal. Yeah. Uh, 3D platformers, I have no objection to the 3d platformer i just know that i think mario 64 isn't that great did you ever fuck with uh banjo kazooie nope no Af- after Would my you, after my time now nah. yeah pass you yeah See, what's, I got banjos. what's the other one the 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 conquer conquer yeah so i never played that either i actually i do have that cartridge though it's did you know that that's worth like a hundred dollars yeah i know but i got mine for four bucks at king yeah. trade in, in a clearance bin with like golden eye yeah. Uh, you wouldn't get it anymore. People are way too aware of how much Conkers is worth. Well, they're aware of how every how much everything's worth, be it mm-hmm. Charizards or uh, Wheel of Fortunes. You know, do, I, do, I do you know about Dual Lands? Yeah, I do a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. But you know, I used I had a Charizard card when I was in grade six. Yeah. When it was like hot and or not grade six, I was in grade like three or four or something, and a grade six kid uh, tricked me into trading with him. Uh, for like two or three cards that weren't as valuable. Uh, and then Pokemon cards got banned from our school because uh, the older kids kept swindling the younger kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, if I still had it, what are the, what did one of those just sell for? Like 50 grand or something? Oh, wow. That's like a, that's like a, a first edition, special. like mint, minty mint, super expensive version of that. And then of course, would have been first that, edition. No, probably wouldn't have been. It would have come Second, after. Maybe. No, no, first edition was like. There's a reason why first edition's worth a lot. Yours would have been oh, maybe okay. probably unlimited, which oh, is second edition. Know. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I would have had mine in like I don't know ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, you, I, yeah. I mean, second edition, third yeah. edition, maybe. 
Yeah, it would have been later. No, yeah. that, that's the thing. It's kind of like when people say, "Oh, I had my alpha magic cards." It's like, no, you didn't. You you mm-hmm. would have. You probably had unlimited, like everybody else, because like alpha and beta were very. Uh, there's not very many of those in compared mm-hmm. to how much there is unlimited, and even those unlimited cards are worth a fortune. And even like the wildly overproduced revised are now worth a lot of money because people mm-hmm. are just snatching them up, and ton- and half of that stuff probably got tossed out in moves from closets where people are like, what's this crap? And they store it in the garbage. And then what, and then what happens to them? Uh, now they're worth, I'm, I'm doing the hand money gesture. That could also be about taxes. Taxes. The things with the fingers means he's, the taxes. Talking about taxes. Talking about taxes. Is that what you were talking about? Exactly. Hey, yeah. that's, that's it for emails. Oh, interesting. Well, oh, nice to hear from and, all of our friends. And I didn't—I uh, don't know if sure if this was for uh, for the episode itself, but Rob Eagle emailed the the store here and uh, said, "I'm ahead oh. of you regarding your mini fig T-shirt request. I already sent this to RJ mm-hmm. months ago, and it's, I posted it, it. Yeah, but apparently it didn't get brought up. But I, I want another one, Rob Eagle. Uh, yeah. So like. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, I posted it like t- uh, last week, actually. Um, I'm so swamped with uh, memes. Uh, I got dank memes, Jared. Mm-hmm. Real dank memes. And they're all good. And I appreciate people still sending them to me. But uh, I'm just sitting on them. And then, you know, when the time is right is when I uh, drop some of those bad boys. When the time is right. Now, which Jared. one did you post? The I subscribed and all I got was this minifig. I joined the crease, but change. yes, yeah, that's the one. So like that one, but like here's a good example. Oliver Granger made that Renoir meme, like uh, like at the New Year, but I was like, well, I think we have a Jean Renoir film coming up like in two months. <sighs> oh, I so see. I sat on it for two months. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I see. I, I know some of these are old. I don't. I don't. I have no idea how long you're uh, sitting on these. Uh, I've, I've had a few for a while. Do you want me, would you like me to send you all no. of my, no, don't No. Would you like me to send you all of my memes, Jarrett? Not at all. Jarrett, would you like to, me to send you some of these? Oh. Memes? I, people could probably send their memes directly to Mr. Duncan as well. And then they'll be never, ever shared again. Well, allegedly, allegedly. Hey, RJ, yeah. what you been creeping mm-hmm. on this week? <laughs> I mean, does anyone think we have anything other than uh, DS9? I don't know. Actually, I, I got to pull up the IMDb here so I can uh, follow along. Where did we finish off last time, Jay? Jay Duncan? Uh, we've watched the one about the the the, 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 the Superman that episode, oh, think, which would be episode 9. Episode? <laughs> no, RJ, not the autism episode. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that, but that's what's implied. Gen- genetically enhanced. Yeah, su- that's su- super people. Okay, um, so that was. Uh... Yeah, but but I just want to say that I uh, I forgot to mention this last week, but I haven't been able to finish it. But I, after like what two weeks ago, uh, Jackson mentioned watching uh, Adam Curtis's Power of Nightmares. What mm-hmm. I did not realize was that very week. Adam Curtis's new documentary series, uh, it's like six parts, I think, called Can't Get You Out of My Head. It mm-hmm. got released on iTunes, and I think it's on YouTube now. And I watched the first episode of that, and uh, man, oh man, you got to pay attention and watch that stuff. You got to take notes. So much. So, so, so dense, RJ. 
Is that anything like the Kylie Minogue song? That is exactly what it's probably referencing, RJ. It is? Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So are you pro or? I watched, I've only watched the first part, but yeah, okay. I, I mean, they're like essays in, in a good way, mm-hmm. not like the bullshit Jean-Luc Godard way. Oh, I see. I see. Is there any that I would like? Of Adam Curtis's documentaries? Yeah. Yeah, I think you should definitely watch Century of the Self. And that's the one about uh, feederism, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, wait. So, you watched that? Was that all you watched, though? I watched... Yeah, that's all. The... Well, I'm King of the Hill. I mean, I'm up to... Where are you there? Good question. Where am I Because last at? week you were at season three already. Oh, no. I was through season five i was halfway through season five yeah last week i had four four episodes to go in episode or season five what are you are you doing this like two seasons a week almost uh well i am now in season seven Mm -hmm. and i've watched all of disc one any more okay so you're you really motored any more highlights or uh well i did get to the uh what is it uh operation infinite Infinite walrus Walrus? yeah i did see that episode i had seen it before but i forgot about it it's like oh yeah it adds to the (laughs) kind of of but but it doesn't though either at all it it doesn't but the the potential of it like the absurdity of it oh god the uh the man like there's like the photo of a walrus man (laughs) do you think that's where uh tusk the idea for tusk came from (laughs) doubtful was operation infinite walrus doubtful yeah yeah i agree probably not hey probably not and you know sometimes ideas just are in the air it's the collective unconscious you know oh that's the monoculture sometimes people uh they they just want a walrus man and they have to and it manifests creatively every generation i agree i mean i've been a walrus man for a lot of time and no one's ever like no one's ever given me any credit for it. No. Do you know what I mean? Well, you have to do something to merit getting credit, RJ. I exist. Yeah, a lot of a lot of things exist. Yeah, but are they as good as this, my man? But yeah, folks, Adam Curtis. That's where it's at. Okay, check okay. it out. Okay. But coo, coo, coo. that's not Deep Space Nine. There's no o- there's no Odos. There's no Wharfs. Speaking of. Episode six ten, so cute. Three out of four stars. So cute. Magnificent Ferengi. Ah, oh, this episode is so cute, Jared. It's it's a it's a fun time. It's a fun time. I I gave it a three because uh, I like the interplay with uh, all the Ferengi. Uh, I I thought this episode was really good. What'd you think? Yeah, it's good. this is a as far as like comedy. DS9 Star Trek stuff goes. I think this is actually pretty good. Uh, that an, that animated corpse, man. That, it's like some ghoulish, like, I'm like, huh. It's like Starfleet necromancy. <laughs> like, it's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's new. That's a new one. But it's, like, pretty good that they figured that out. And with uh, special guest star Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop? Yeah. Was Iggy Pop the Vorta in this episode? Yeah. He, he was Holy the... fuck, I didn't realize that. Yeah, with that weird, that voice of his. I mean, I, I knew he was talking weird. I'm looking at the picture right now. Now that you say it, 
Yeah, I, I see that. That's I was thrown off by the weird black afro that they give the Vorta. Well, all or the Cardassians. Yeah, Iggy Pop. Man, I'm pretty bummed out that I didn't realize that. Oh man, I'm so I was so bummed out to see that uh, that Kanye West and the Cardassians are getting divorced. Oh yeah, yeah. See, that's part of the celebrity that we need to pay attention to. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that should occupy our life. Hey, did you know that China Girl was about Iggy Pop? Did you know that? Wow. Garrett? Hmm. It's about Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop was David Bowie's China Girl. Big. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the whole episode is just the the Dominion have got Quirk and Rom's mom mm-hmm. because she belongs to the, well, she's she belongs to the Grand Nagus and they, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're going to get her back. Yeah, uh, they, they set is... up. They, they set up a trade mm-hmm. um, using the Vorta that was captured or a, yeah, uh, was a prisoner of war from the second episode mm-hmm. of the season that Cisco saves. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a it's it's a little I don't know slice of life, <laughs> slice of life. Yeah, exactly. It's just like everyday life, you know. It, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like The Magnificent Seven, a Criterion well, film, Jarrett. Well. In a sense. In a sense. We, we've covered it on this show. And, yeah, there's, like, some nice little quotations in there, like the framing with the, the you know, your, um, oh, what's his name? Not James Garner. Uh, Coburn. Coburn Knife Guy. Coburn? We get him. Yeah. We get, like, little moments like that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a few moments like that. Who's your favorite of the Ferengi? Um, I do really like... Jeff Combs's Ferengi, the uh, and he's like the he, auditor. He, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty good. I, I mean, I think like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine has been a pretty great showcase of Jeff Combs's uh, acting chops. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, well, especially as as Jeffrey. Have Combs you? Can, can, the show, I, 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 I have to check with you. You got to episode yeah. thirteen, right? Uh, let me far, see. Let me far, see. Let me see. Far beyond oh, yeah. the stars. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I got there. Okay, but yeah, this season, like as soon as Jeffrey Combs became a like regular, a more regular, it really upped the show. Like I think at least, like for me, it did. Because hmm. I I was getting fatigued, and then when Jeffrey Combs came in, I was like, oh fuck yeah! I was like, this is good stuff. I like this. Yeah, good stuff. I did like Nog in this episode. Oh yeah, I like, like I like that they're making Nog like a, a, a strict military guy, like and he has been for a while, but mm. it's fun. It's but good stuff. while also aging. Oh yeah, that dude aged like. Yeah, I, I don't know like how much that stuff's like medical condition stuff because he, yeah, he, he he's a, a little he's he's got something. Yeah, progeria. Do you think? No, not progeria. That would be that's pretty st- severe, RJ. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just that's why that's why you gotta ask questions. If you don't know, you gotta ask. You gotta ask. That's right. Yeah. Well, that might fly uh, in your world, RJ. But this is the internet. Oh well, nobody fucking listens to this podcast. We're okay. That's our saving grace. Uh, so yeah. Uh, well, that well, well good. hopefully Mike Trout doesn't listen. He might beat me up. He might be. He might drink Actually, my Diet Coke. He. Oh my god. He's got that big straw. He might get you. He might get me. All right. He might get you. Uh, so yeah, that episode is good, and then we have six eleven, a bone regenerator, three out of four stars. <laughs> that's the, I like this episode. That, that's, that's a bone regenerator. Yeah. So so this is Waltz, 
which I think is a play on the previous episode from earlier in the series, season one, Duet. I, th- I yes. like, And it kind of has the same idea of like digging uh-huh. into like the Cardassian mindset during the occupation um, and moral relativism. And the whole episode is Cisco is uh, mm-hmm. he decides to join a escorting of the seemingly mentally recovering Gaul Ducat. Yes. And the ship just goes down off camera and it's crashed. Gaul Ducat has saved Cisco from the wreckage. And we soon find out that Gaul Ducat is seeing people and having some in, in, inner monologues. Internal monologues that have been off panel for a while yeah. until they are now on panel. Yes, they are happening right there while Cisco is injured. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for help from, on, mm-hmm. like a, on a storm planet. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this whole thing where like, you know, the, you know, defiant or whatever, they're looking and they keep, oh, they beam somebody up. Oh, oh, it's just like two jobbers you've never heard of, not Cisco. And they're like, we're going to have to give up. I I do like, I do like uh, Bashir's like, I wouldn't leave Captain Cisco. And Worf is like, well, you're free to leave the bridge then. Mm-hmm. Where there's that little, Worf's like, we're going to do this. And Cisco's like, I don't, or uh, Bashir's like, I don't know if we should do that. And he's like, you're free to leave. It's like I don't give a fuck, and I was like, "God uh, damn, that's that's Bart. that strong wharf that I need." Oh, uh, but that that kind of uh, goes back. They go back on that a little bit. I, RJ. I know, I know they do, but I like oh. that moment. Yes. I like the, oh, but I like but moment. you're cause, yeah. Did you get to that episode? Uh, which one? It's episode sixteen. Oh, uh, I'm I'm watching it right now with a. I don't, I don't want to spoil my hot review of that, but I, I'm I'm watching it right now. Okay. So I, I, I have seen that there's a little bit going on there. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah. So this episode is just the, the back and forth of Cisco and Dakot. Mm-hmm. As uh, that's the other member of the cast that I think has like elevates the show is uh, Gal Dukat. Oh, yeah. 100%. Good actor, that guy. I don't know what planet they got him from, but he's doing great work. Dude, he's from Cardassia. Wow. Are you dumb? Well, I mean... Maybe he's Cardassian. He could have been born on a station somewhere. Oh, that's a- above true. another Mil- planet. A military RJ. Brat? Yeah, exactly. A military brat. I mean, yeah. they're all they're all mil- I mean, they're all mi- military reptile spoonheads or whatever the fuck they are. That's true. You know what I kind of wish about you the Cardassians? You know what I, 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 like, wish? I wish they got like a change of clothes. What? What do you wish? I wish that someone did a minifig of them because I think it'd be kind of cool to paint that skin. I want to figure it out. But they don't make it. They haven't made any. I'm gonna have to three D sculpt that too. Here's a question though: Have you ever seen a Cardassian with their shirt off? Because what does their that chest was, look like? Well, probably ridgy. Like you know, because they have that like the in their neck to their collarbone, they have that like real extended like thing that pops out. Do you think that that's like anywhere else? Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in. Show show more aliens with their shirts off. I think there's a. I think if you took it off while they were filming, also would be his like this pale body. <laughs> You get some of those like Odo nipples. Oh yeah, Odo shouldn't have nipples. There's no, there, it makes no sense that he does. None at they all. They should have airbrushed that out. I think at least, but uh, yes, good episode. Just me. Waltz. Yeah, it's good. I uh, and, and, I and it and it ends on a cool little cliffhanger. It does. Of Cisco, it, like, like there's no, there's no more fucking around. <laughs> it's Cisco's like next time I see that dude, I'm gonna drop that son of a bitch. Because yeah, he's like he he's a homicidal, genocidal, suicidal. Maniac. Yeah, Cisco's crazy. Well, 
And Dukat's a little yeah. unhinged as well. Yeah. Yeah, Cisco is a genocidal maniac. Uh, but yeah, I liked it because I was like, I like seeing Dukat. He's just like, I just want people to like me. And then the full turn where he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I should have <laughs> killed every one of you sons of bitches. <laughs> and you're like, man, vintage Dukat. Yeah. Love it. Uh, okay, what do we got next? Yeah, so I, I just really like that line. He's like, there was a bone regenerator, but mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use it. And I was like, oh, yeah, good stuff. You know what else is good stuff, Jared? Who mourns so, for mourn? You you were right. There's a good string here of episodes here. Yep. Six thirteen mourn fox, f u x three out of four stars. Mm-hmm. Another good episode. Yep. Strong. Strong. Yeah. This is like the one thing though. This is the weird thing on this show. There's too mm-hmm. many like quirk episodes in proximity to one another. Yeah, I feel like they're because the this is like this being. is literally like within three episodes. This is two quirk episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um. And one thing, too, like, especially with streaming now, Andrea has been watching shows and like she'll notice that like episodes are out of order and she'd be like, oh, like she'll watch an episode and then she'll watch another episode and something hasn't happened yet. And she's like, why did this happen? I was like, well, I know in airing TV, like sometimes when I think when ratings were bad, they would like move ahead episodes they knew that were good to like kind of spur like interest again and i was like i think that's what it is for like those shows at least and i wonder if like i wonder i don't think ds9 did because it is so there's the big story that builds to everything so it's like i feel like they were pretty on top of the ordering of their episodes but yeah this uh this one does it does come too soon like you could have spaced them out a little bit yeah yeah i don't know right i don't know but good episode it's all about morn yeah morn morn is dead yeah, and R.I.P. Yeah, Morin's dead. It's like everyone's talking about Morin at the beginning of it, and everyone's walking into the bar, and there's like, "Hey, it's Morin." Oh no, that's a CGI projection of Morin because everyone's happier if they see Morin, and everyone just like walks past and says, "Hi, Morin," and no one even notices. And then of course, uh, what Dax and Cisco come in, and they mm-hmm. and they're like, "Uh, hey, Morin's dead," and it's like, "Oh," and then like, then we yeah. find out that. All your wealth, all his wealth has been left to you, Quark. And then these guys, all these people start showing up for the money, including a woman claiming to be his wife, who starts like sexing up Quark, rubbing his earlobes. Oh my God. Which again, is just like jerking a man off like in public. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck is this all about? I and also I- like the implication where she's like, I would or like that all the ladies like Morn. They're like, we're all trying to get Morn, mm-hmm. but he's not interested in all of us. And you're like, yeah. Wait, well, Jax thought about it. All right, Jax. Jax. I mean, you could call it Jadzia Dax. You could just call her Jax. Jax. Yeah. Like Mortal Kombat. Did you watch that trailer? I did. Yeah? What'd you think? Uh, I I was laughing at how serious it seemed to be taking itself, but at the same time, the trailer seemed to be not thinking it was that serious, but I don't know. I liked, I appreciated the, the violence that I saw, but it didn't look particularly well shot or anything like that. In fact, it looks bad, like really like badly shot. <laughs> a perfect on-demand movie, am I right? Yep, but they the would have... Well, I mean, cause that's, that's going to be another HBO Max thing. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Um, so anyway, oh, then there's like these two alien dudes that show up, like brothers. Uh-huh. I, I enjoyed their interplay. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna give us a thousand dollars. Oh yeah. I thought that oh, was good. Yeah. And then there's the guy pretending to be a space cop. Yeah. Did you know immediately that that guy wasn't a cop? Because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like when you watch this show, you know, 
people aren't going to die. You know who the bad guys are. You know that there's something amiss. You, yeah. It's just, it is, it's Star plot Trek. Plot proof. Yeah. Yeah. Plot, uh, plot yeah. armor. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fine. But hey, happy ending. Morn's not dead. What a twist. <laughs> I also liked uh, that more Morn has this like, digestive system that can like hold latinum and i also i i think it was the right call that they still don't get Morn to say anything they build up how much Morn won't shut up about stuff and it's like i, I like this this is this was a good call there's thought about i think this. there's an ex there is a, a, a drawback though of keeping the uh, latinum in his second stomach is that's what's caused his hair to all fall out right yeah well i mean uh wealth and um Sometimes you got to be careful what you wish for, Dirt. Sometimes you want something, you get it, and then uh, you have consequences that maybe you're not prepared for. And that's life. Nope. It's life. Yep. And all the worthless gold they wind up with. Good times. Mm, worthless. No. Just worthless gold. Yeah. That's, so. that's why uh, you got to get into that uh, doggy coin, RJ. I'm telling you. Is it doggy or dog? <laughs> I think it's doggy, but I don't know. Oh, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say dog, dog. just because. And you and funny. you might be right. Well, it's, but doggy, it's got a dog. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, I thought it was dog. It probably is. You're you're probably right, but I, I see D O G E. But I see, so I see, but I see dog e coin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who fucking knows it with any. Of I, this I have shit. to ask your friend Elon. He's a he's with the people. My buddy Elon, yeah, yep. he's a he's a good we're, he's we're, a good person. I can't person. I can't wait to join his slave camp on Mars. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're, we've probably already been registered. Probably for segments of slave well, camp. Yeah, we're being like well, we we're being kind of like partitioned out by like our various uh, billionaire trillionaire rulers. Oh yeah, yeah. Who do you side with more, Tesla or Amazon? Like, who who would you rather Bezos, be a slave for? Bezos, Bezos or Musk? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, mm. if you're lucky, you would be with Bill Gates because he seems like the kindest of the billionaires. Like he, he would actually like be like, "Um, oh, you guys worked hard today. I'll give you an extra cigarette." <laughs> That's right. You know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so did you do you have an, a, a like a favorite billionaire that you'd want to slave for? Fuck. No. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, all all any any of these people. Okay, let's go back to the action, Jared. Yeah. 6.13. Mm-hmm. Trek drops a hard N. Four out of four stars. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad, I've, RJ, I was really but, afraid that you were going to be like three out of four or something like that. Something no, this no, episode. this now, is... Because I was, was, was going to be like, oh, I, I was going to be so mad. So I'm glad. Is, I'm glad. This could actually, this could be the second five out of four stars episode, I think. I, it, I, it has the potential for that. My note is top shelf. Oh, yes. Yes. This is like, I think it is like, because when we were talking last week about uh, the Sacrifice of Angels episode, yeah. I was like, this is, yeah, it's like, as far as like Trek action and what DS9's about, this is like... Mm-hmm like the best probably or like up there but i also knew you were hadn't watched far beyond the stars yet which is yep. episode 13 which i had just seen and i was just like the whole time watching that because i had seen that when it aired and watching it now i think it's just like it's so i don't know i think it's awesome and i the thing that's like so interesting is the how weird it is or not weird but how just inherently interesting it is seeing all the actors Without as, as as themselves, 
without yeah. their makeup on. And they're just like, oh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, what, like seeing Armin Shimmerman, who, like, I know who he looks like because he was the mayor uh, on Buffy the Vampire. Or not the mayor. He was the principal on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. So I know who I knew what he looked like all along. But, like, fuck, Michael Dorn. Like, I, 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 I don't Michael know. Michael Dorn was surprising to me. Uh, especially because of his voice too, like you can hear Worf a little bit, a little bit. But well, well, yeah, did, Michael you, Dorn. did you recognize him when he was on the ship? When he was like in base? When he was in his actual baseball uniform? Mm, I don't know. Because think... it's one of the first, like when he's when uh, Cisco is yeah. hallucinating, he's like, "Hey, how's it going, Ben?" And he's like, "Who is that?" And like, I didn't think that was Michael Dorn. I was just like, "Oh." Right, it's, not till later. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then later, I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't uh, click with me until that later part. But I think the one that stood out most for me was Gal Dukat because oh, that yeah. guy, that actor, he was doing an accent one. But uh, I think the actor too. I was like, that is, he's way older than I thought he was. Like yeah. he looks like an old man, mm-hmm. and Gal Dukat's like not really an old man but uh, that was the one that surprised me the most but uh, yeah it was that was the thing that I, I really liked about it too i was just like i just want to see these people i just want to see who they are nog threw me off oh yeah. uh, I, I knew nog pretty I fast knew, i knew him immediately but yeah. i was just like whoa i was like it's nog uh and then uh, my only other note for this was oh jake no because <laughs> uh jake is uh jake's like demeanor personality in this like he's jive man he's yeah, like this man he, and i was like oh jake yeah, it was, it was, was it cedric is his guy's name he, Ciroc, uh, Cir- yeah. Oh, no, yeah his real Ciroc, name is yeah, Ciroc. Ciroc, yeah he is yeah. definitely um his weaknesses as an actor but at least for like for what they're trying to go with to try to get him into the show in, or into the story, yeah. like oh, he's a friend of Ben's, and he's like a street-wise, like street hood guy who, and, yeah. who Ben knows. It doesn't quite work. It doesn't. But, quite but work. They even give him like a bad like cornrows wig and bad mustache, and yeah, do, doing the dialogue for that. It's like yeah, he didn't quite. He didn't succeed. He's definitely the the weakest of the actor performances. Yeah. But yeah, there's like, but then yeah. You see who are like really good actors in this episode too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple and I actually think like this is the best demonstration of uh Cisco uh and like how I think that that guy should have like I mean he was a Star Trek guy, but like 1950s Cisco is what I want to see more of. I was Avery. like I like this hey, guy, this character. Directed in this episode directed by Avery Brooks? Oh, really? I didn't realize that. No. Yeah, see, like, I'd like to see Avery Bo- uh, Brooks in more roles like that. I was like, I really like him doing this kind of thing. He was good. Odo, like, fit his role. I did like, I like Quark as the, uh, like, like the, what would you even call him? Social justice warrior? Communist. He was a... Co- communist. Yeah, yeah he, was like, he, was, he was like the, you know, 1950s closeted communist in mm. America. You don't mm. you don't talk about it too loudly. Yeah, it's like we all know he's got his so sympathy. He's got his sympathies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those uh those dudes are cool, but yeah, this is this is a very good episode, very good. And you get a uh, Miles O'Brien as uh, Isaac Asimov. Is that who he was? Kind of. Like, it's not, oh. ex- he's not exactly him, but it's I was like, say, they didn't, there, like, there's say all the jokes about, episode. there are also the all the comments about um, robots, but robots, yeah. Yeah, and then the the whole I like the thing about uh, I think yeah Kira she is the the woman has to write under the male sounding pseudonym. 
uh yeah oh it's like yeah it's like a an androgynous D- yeah D- like dc fontana dc font what is who's or, uh, DC? what what's dc fontana one of the writers of the original star trek series oh it was a lady yeah i didn't know that yeah i mean i don't know much jerry i know but i'm up front about it yeah Right. Um, yeah yeah rg rg yeah so yeah this is yeah. this this episode it, it's it's pretty well a one-off unlike most star trek episodes that deal mm-hmm. with allegory this one just goes right for it mm-hmm. uh someone i think on um like an av club review for this from ages ago someone in the comments said oh like on youtube there's a like a television tv spot ad that is on there and there's like Cisco faces his greatest threat ever racism. <laughs> like that's how it was promoted. It's like really hitting that, yeah. which is what it is doing. Um, yeah. yep. And apparently uh, on the Wikipedia or something like that for this episode, it mentions that that's the scene where um, the, the, the Ben character breaks down. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently uh, that was pretty legit, I guess. Uh, Avery Brooks like really went to that place and they, like that like took up a long period of time on set yep. for him to come out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, that's that method acting. <laughs> that's Cisco baby. That's Cisco baby. Playing play, play out that systemic racism before our eyes for the Star Trek mm-hmm. product. And I mean, I think it like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure lots of people have talked about this episode, but it oh, uh, and, and, it and Odo. With... And Odo, yeah. yeah, it fits with like what the show is about, but it also, I mean, other than it being like real and timely, fits with what the show is about. And what I like most about it is like, I like the idea of these like fifty sci-fi writers. Like, I just think that's a cool idea too. Like that they're, like that Star Trek was came from these guys because it ultimately did, right? Like, I like that. That's kind of cool. And yeah, Odo is the the hard crack editor who maybe has a heart of. No, he doesn't have a heart. He doesn't because he doesn't really push he tr- for anything. He doesn't think. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a man of his time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can just see like because he was working with Robert Altman, you know, mm. fifteen twenty years earlier, and so you can really see his acting is uh, again. He's one of those like higher tier actors, not just Star Trek actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like us, like us. We're we're Trekkies. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good episode, Jerk. Yeah. Very good episode. Very good episode. Episode 14. 614. Did I, for some reason, I I said Protestants? Question mark. Three out of four stars. One little uh, ship. But this is also the Fantastic Voyage. Uh, and this is the only real weird thing I, I had here. I was like, why would they need to explain <laughs> stuff to Bashir? Like, and I think this episode, I like this episode, but it highlights a, a new problem for me where there's been all this attention put to how Bashir is like super intellect. Yeah. But then his character doesn't work anymore because there's like in this one, they're like explaining science to him. And it's like, no, isn't he smarter than all of you? Well, he's supposed to I mean he would pick it up really fast, but if he doesn't know yeah. about engineering, he wouldn't know anything about engineering. Yeah. Like he's not a quantum physicist. So mm-hmm. the, the, so that's why Star Trek engineer would come in handy. But I guess he would okay. retain and understand the concepts quickly. But So he doesn't have to be specialized. But he was still, I mean, a highly intelligent person would still like need yeah. things explained to them. Unless, especially if they're all, I mean, if you think about all the information you could possibly learn about medical science, 
that hmm. that you still would have to learn it. So I mean, it's a weird thing because once you introduce it, it's like, well, what are the guidelines and principles of like that intelligence? Like, how does it actually play out? And it's going to it varies episode to episode or whatever. It's always a problem in movies when they have enhanced abilities. You know, RJ, do you know that we only use ten percent of our brain? Oh, it's, it's, is, see, this is, is the that thing. accurate? This is a screenwriting 101 and mm-hmm. uh, the cliches. And when you're writing things, like, it, it, you have to hand wave it. And you're right. Like, it's it's going to be inconsistent. I mean, I haven't noticed it too much. Like, that episode was just, like, such a goofy episode in some ways. Because mm. it's all about, it's like, a look, the shuttlecraft shrunk. It's really tiny. And everyone in the ship's really Which tiny. Is fun. And they, I, and, I like it. But and then we have to, but I mean, I personally think the more annoying thing is like watching the, like have the entire idea that the like Jem'Hadar have taken over the ship and just want to kill everyone immediately. But they oh, always, yeah. then they find some reason like, well, because there's the, there's now the gamma Jem'Hadar and the alpha yeah. Jem'Hadar and the new ones look down upon the older generation. They see themselves as superior. And it's only by pure chance that this was a circumstance that this is why they didn't just get blasted off their feet. And that's even said in the episode. And you're like, huh, well, that worked out great. I mean, obviously you wouldn't write yourself into a corner that you couldn't get yourself out of, but sometimes that is by having characters behave Odd, and that's the thing with Jem'Hadar. When you like, when you compare like mm-hmm. how they were, and this is the same thing that happened with the Borg back in Star Trek. You present them as this like ultimate threat, but if you want to bring them back, you you can't do that again. Now you have to say, mm-hmm. oh, we we figured things out, and here's some other versions of it. Jem'Hadar, they're presented as this like un unassailable. You cannot without reproach. Like, they are, you can't crack. You can't negotiate. You're going to have to kill them. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, well, there's a lot of doubt within the Jim Hadar as well. It's like, is that called depth or character development? Or is it just like, well, now that we have to still deal with the Jim Hadar and we, they're like stock kind of villains, let's make them more complex, even though it contradicts mm-hmm. things that we set up before. What they're supposed to well, be. Because they did that whole episode where they found like a baby Jim Hadar and it grows yeah. up immediately. And it's like, well, there's nothing you can do about it against their nature. Because they tried. Odo yeah. tried. And, but now you're like, well, sometimes they doubt themselves and question the leadership and it goes against those things. And Or yeah. they think, man, that Worf's a really great warrior. <laughs> like, I won't kill him because he's he yeah. proved himself to be really great. And then they just get zapped themselves. You're like, what? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. that's like, again, network television stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. We're, and it's like, I mean, like, I know that there's a writer's room and they kept track of stuff, but it's like once in a while, they'll probably let stuff slip. Just like just human error, man, you know. But but anyways, fun episode, I thought. I I like the little ship flying around. Yeah. Yeah. I was on board with it. I think, uh, as always, I was a little annoyed with Dax, but uh, (sighs) I thought as on in general, I was like, I like this episode. It's uh, it's fun. It's fun, Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to uh, add yeah. to that? Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, for my um, ratings, I guess, for these, uh, Magnificent Ferengi, yes. Waltz, yes. Who mourns her mourn? Okay. It's like, mm-hmm. not a, if you didn't watch this episode, nothing would change if you were yeah, watching you'd be, it. But it's worth, it would be worth watching. Uh, mm-hmm. Far Beyond the Stars, obviously, yes. And mm-hmm. One Little Ship, okay. It's fun. But yeah. again, it's not essential. No. Not essential. Uh, Six fifteen, Jarrett. Chester O'Brien. Two out of four stars. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Honor among thieves. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's but fine. You, 
it's it's yeah. definitely non-essential absolutely unessential but it does have space cat uh yeah we got we got space cat in here which is pretty cool i, I did actually i thought the relationship with that guy and his cat was really nice i was like i like this i want more of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. I, I heard discovery has a cat as a main character oh now or maybe not a main character but he's a character on the show okay his cat. okay yeah yeah this episode is a real sure <laughs> Like it, it's fine. It's, I it's fine. I, I, it's just, I, I, there's it's, not it's, much else. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a different thing where you get to see what low life Star Trek world looks like mm-hmm. with like d- dingy bars and the crime syndicates. I, I enjoy listening. But is it the Obsidian Order? No. Yes. Uh. Yeah. 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 Or no. Wait. Obsidian Order is the. That's the Cardassian assassins, or like. Super special oh, forces. Yeah, that were going after the Dominion. It was. It's some. It wasn't. Yeah, it's some branch Obs- of or something. Dominion. Or something. Or something. Order. Oh, fuck. No, that's what I just said. Because the Vorta. There was a Vorta there, so it's some branch of the Dominion. I'm, I'm going to look up organized crime. Star in, Trek. Yeah. Because of course I am. Uh, there's a. Well, of course, there's also a piece of the action from the original series. Ooh. Oh, the Orion Syndicate. That's what I was trying to think of. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, they're Obsidian Order, Orion Syndicate. You could understand my mistake here. You know, all the same thing. But yeah, it's like a branch of the Dominion, kind of. What's that? The uh, Orion Syndicate. No, no, they're just like the, that's like the crime boss stuff. That's just like, they're the mafia Mm -hmm. of space. Yeah, but they work with the Vorta. They work with anybody. Oh, that's their deal? They're just like, whatever you got. That's right. Mm -hmm. Making... Making taxes with your hand. You're me. The taxes. No. You gotta watch for the taxes, Jarrett. And that's all you've got? Is that you're almost uh, up to date? Yeah. And then because you're halfway through the next episode? Yeah. And I've seen most of it, but uh I'll just wait, I guess, to Yeah, that that episode um uh, I think I watched half of it and then I didn't watch the other half for a week. That sounds and, about right. And because it was just like whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's yeah. But RJ, coming up for you in the next few episodes is uh, another all-time banger. Really? No. Really? I don't even know what's coming up. I don't look at that kind of stuff, so. No, there's another Mm. one. Yeah. That's why people say season six is one of the best seasons. It's got the... I mean, so far it's been pretty good. No. Yeah, so far it's been pretty good, but... It's just from sheer, like, number of really great episodes in one season. Yeah. It's good. It's a whole lot better than season five, I can tell you that much. Yeah, season five was uh, could have you could easily take out thirteen episodes and be still with left with a average season, and, and instead you... it's like oh it's twenty six and it doesn't need to be at all. Mm-hmm. But oh well, oh well, oh well. Do you finish Metal Gear Solid Four? No, I think I'm halfway through though. I just finished. It sounded like you were almost done before. Well, I don't know what is. I think there's five parts, right? Okay. So I just finished part three, so I only have two parts left. So uh, I fought another boss. I fought Raging Raven, and I got. Uh, I met Big Mama, and I got a ton of backstory. I saw Big Boss's gelatinous uh, con- uh, consciousness. So I got I got a lot of big story stuff. Liquid Snake now has control over all of the weapons in the world, and uh, he's going back to Shadow Moses. Ooh. Uh, so, 
So uh, Snake and Otto Connor on the plane flying over back to uh, Alaska. So that, that's where I left off. I think I'm like I'm pretty sure it's five parts, and I I'm on part four now. So I'm getting I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's a big game. It's like I can, I looked it up before. I think it's like twenty hours, like average. Okay. But I probably take a little longer than. 20 hours of actual gameplay, but mm-hmm. uh, you play at uh, RJ speed. Yeah, I just take take taking it easy. Do do do. Well, I mean, yeah. What's the rush? What what's the rush speed racer? <laughs> you know that one, Jerry? No. Nope. You you don't. Uh, I have 16 cheeseburgers, fours of fries, and a diet coke. Cause I'm on a diet. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I know, there I, you go. I know, Kenny. There, I know. There's Kenny. the rush speed rather. <sighs> yep, big things. So yeah, I didn't do much else, but I played a little bit of games. I got a little bit farther in Metal Gear. I still like it quite a bit. Good. So, uh, and you didn't play anything? You're just watching? No. Canada? Yeah, no. I uh, didn't get back to Diablo three this week, but there's always there's always pe- another week. There's always another week. I saw people are losing their minds because Diablo 2 is getting re-released on consoles and stuff oh, like really? that. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I don't know man. if all of them. Probably, I mean, it probably could, but I, I can't remember which ones it was released on. But people are pretty excited because I think it's a remaster or something like that. I don't know. Oh, man. I'm just, I'm just looking at cinemablend.com and just seeing if there's anything that is of any note worth. It's worth note. Yeah. Uh, I see something about... Marvel's new Blade might be PG-13 after all, and fans are not amused. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Like, literally everything on this site is about Marvel superheroes. News. Yeah. On Cinema Blend? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Are you... WandaVision. Arj, are you, are you watching WandaVision still? No. Uh, and actually, so like... Uh, no, we never started WandaVision. Oh, okay. We started Dexter, and then we got halfway through season one, and Andrew's like, I'm, as soon as the killer was introduced, like in one scene, she's like, that's the killer. And I was, and she's like, tell me if it is or not, because I don't want to keep watching if it is. And I was like, yeah, that's him. And she's like, I'm done with this show. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, so we uh, we actually, we just been ripping through Bob's Burgers. Okay. Because uh, it's nice, easy watching. And then we actually... Just to try, we uh, we watched a couple episodes of Boardwalk Empire. Oh, because we have that HBO, so we're like, let's, so let's try. My uh, my parents watched, I think, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire like all five seasons in like ten days or something. God, damn, they're not yeah. short seasons either. They're like twelve episode, twelve yeah. or fourteen episode seasons. Oh yeah, they like hour and hour and change each episode. Yeah, they they, they went hard when they were watching that show a few months ago. I was just like, like I, I remember the one day checking in I mean, with them, obviously. being like, "Hey, oh, you so I was telling them because you know mm-hmm. they got that crave." Yeah, and uh, I was like, "Hey, you guys should, uh, you guys could watch that." And then you know, mm-hmm. a week or two later, they're done. It's like pretty, it's pretty, pretty, pretty wild. It's a, it's good, uh, and I think we would, we would keep going. The only thing is, with all these new shows that just got added to Disney Plus, like I know a- Andrea flagged like a bunch of them that she was like, "Ooh, I want to check this shit out," like because they're all Fox shows, so it's like pretty good shows on there. 
Um, but yeah, we watched a couple boardwalks. Oh fuck, what did and she said something crazy about Michael Shannon <laughs> that I was gonna tweet. She was like, he looks like the adult version, uh, like the computer enhanced adult version of a missing kid. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? She's is like, that's this, what that guy man, looks like. This is some crazy Buddhist talk right here. I know. <laughs> I know. But, uh, I mean, she's not wrong. Michael Shannon's appearance is pretty startling. But uh, unique. It's unique. It's unique. Yeah. There's a couple unique. That Michael Pitt guy, he's kind of got a, a strange look as well. Michael Pick? Pitt. Like, oh. Uh, as in Pitt. I, don't, I don't think there's any relation. But that he was in Hannibal, actually. Um, oh, you didn't watch Hannibal. You didn't really like Hannibal, right? Or did you watch it all anyways? Oh, I checked. I didn't ever watch that last season. Uh, yeah, he he was in that show, and I don't know. He was he was in other things, but uh, that, that guy's got a striking that, appearance. He's got this face. <laughs> Jared's making a very sour kind of face, like kind of mm. like it's like duck lips. Yeah, he's kind of strange. The only the only thing Andrea didn't like about Boardwalk was that there were sex scenes with Steve Buscemi. What? And she and she was like, I don't really want to see Steve Buscemi having sex. Wow. Yeah. I I mean I know crazy crazy who wouldn't who, her, is what her, I'm well her and her like little club of five people i'm, I'm sure will enjoy them, themselves in this life of not wanting to see mm-hmm. Stu having sex that's mm-hmm. true no. that's true uh but i didn't know omar was in it too from the wire you know omar you I, remember omar uh, jared I know, I know omar's coming omar's coming pandemic i've been getting yeah. uh wire clips recommended to me wire clip like just on the internet or yeah from the youtube from the youtube oh have you been watching the wire no 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 i I got like clips like little bits that popped up on my feed because i I think it's because i had to look up uh juke in the stats oh and and then then they all just kept coming see that's the thing though it's like you I like I know that they're listening like everyone knows that but like there's stuff that like I'll say and then it pops up on my recommended stuff and it's like I never searched this I know mm-hmm. I didn't well it's because Bill Gates is taking care of you I mean he's trying he's trying yeah. his best but there's other things too that like I think and then it pops up on my things and like god damn the algorithm really really, <laughs> really knows what I'm into it really works really works man nope <sighs> it's time to talk about a movie Oh shit! Yeah, we, we do we, that. We, eh? We've done our best to not, yeah. but oh, damn it! After, after the break, we're strapping on our uh, communist muzzle mask Oof. and uh, taking a deep dive into the the musty 1990s. Musty or musky? <laughs> Either. Yeah, both work. Yeah, uh-huh. it seems very moist and. Seattle and Portland. It's definitely humid. Yeah. 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 A lot of yeah. lot of uh mold, I bet. Probably. Especially in those places in this movie. Probably a lot of mushrooms too. Shrooms? Yeah, disgusting fungi. Ugh. Mmm. Yum. Num city. Rain. Lactin angels falling down. Like a mission and we're halfway there From some old dried up fried forgotten town Why won't they let us be our 
potential We could toe the line And show the bastards up with our divine So you didn't have a normal dog? Keanu Reeves. When I turn 21, I don't want any more of this life. I will change when everybody expects it the least. From the director of Drugstore Cowboy. This road will never end. It probably goes all around the world. My own private Idaho. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about My Own Private Idaho from 1991, directed mm. by Gus Van Sant. Mm. How do you like that, RJ? A nice English-American title that can't be butchered, mispronounced. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Is it also a nice English movie that uh, is 100% just American? No, like, fancy, like, retellings of literature or stories. It's a a straight straight across movie, right? Allegedly. Oh. So it's not? The tagline for this film, RJ. Uh Uh-huh. Wherever, whatever, have a nice day. What? What does that even... I don't really. Wherever you are, whatever you are, have a nice day. I mean, I understand, but it's like I don't really. It's the end of the movie, isn't it? Isn't that the? Doesn't it tell you to have a nice day at the end? I mean, I guess, but is that? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh. So this, the synopsis of this movie, RJ, in this mm-hmm. loose adaptation of Shakespeare's Henry IV, not uh. not not Henry V, just specifically four though. Yeah. Okay. Of Henry IV, Henry IV, Henry the Fourth. Mike Waters is a gay hustler afflicted with narcolepsy. Scott Favor is the rebellious son of a mayor. Together, mm-hmm. the two travel from Portland, Oregon to Idaho, and finally to the coast of Italy in a quest to find Mike's estranged mother. Along the way, they turn tricks for money and drugs, eventually attracting the attention of a wealthy benefactor and sexual deviant. Uh, which one's the sexual deviant? Uh, yeah, it's just badly written, I think. Oh. Because this attracts the attention of a wealthy benefactor and sexual deviant. It's like, is he's both, is he, is it the same, is it, are you talking about Udo? Like Udo Kier, I mean, he, he doesn't seem like a deviant, though. He just seems like a, like a regular guy. He, he wants to, you know, maybe bone down with a couple of uh, hot young men. Well, I mean that's not deviant. No, though, right? it's not. It's just that's it. Like it's like okay. Hey, do you? Okay, wait. So when talking about sexual deviance, but, oh, we didn't want to talk about boning down. Uh, I mean, not really. Okay. But uh, do you do you remember that movie Breach with uh, <laughs> Chris Cooper? <laughs> nope. Chris Cooper, Ryan Filthy. Uh, oh. uh, Dennis Hayesbert, uh, Hayesbert, or I, I feel like this might be the first time Breach <laughs> has been mentioned on the planet in the last 24 hours, but continue. Okay, so I really like uh, one thing. This movie came out in 2007 when I was in like grade 11 with my buddies, and uh, the preview for this movie oh, is fuck. so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> okay, okay, RJ, let me just read you the first line of the uh-huh. Wikipedia entry. Yeah. Uh, for the plot, Eric O'Neill is a young FBI employee assigned to work undercover as a clerk to Robert Hansen, a senior agent. He is told is suspected of being a sexual deviant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> and so actually, ironically, uh, Breach came out uh, a week ago was its 14th anniversary. And this also, wow. apparently, Hansen is a devout Catholic who's also a member of Opus Die. Hansen urges O'Neill, mm-hmm. a lapsed Catholic, and his secular East German-born wife to become active churchgoers. This is like the RJ movie right here. Oh, I know. I know. I saw Breach in theaters, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, but the reason I brought it up is because the preview was, was, at the time, we thought it was so stupid and, like... Because they, they're talking about Chris Cooper and they're like, he's a he's like one of the best uh, sleeper agents we've ever had. Like, he's a good spy. And they're like right, naming all this stuff. They're like, he's intelligent. He's smart. He's cunning. And then there's a pause. He's also a sexual deviant. <laughs> and then the preview like cuts to like naked people dancing. And it was just like, what? It was like, what? Like, it's, it's part of the story. But at the same time, we're like, what does this have to do with anything? So uh, me and Hammeet actually still say that to each other once in a while. He'll just text me one day. He's also a sexual deviant. Mm. So uh, Breach, man. Are you going to watch Breach after uh, we do this episode? Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to pray on that one. Breach. Okay, so, well, coming to the collection one day. So my own private Idaho. I've seen this movie once before. Um, probably 
2004 or so, whenever this DVD would have come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and because at the time, I, I would have thought of myself as quite a Gus Van Sant fan to some degree, I guess. Sure, sure. Who so, wasn't? Who wasn't a big Sant head? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big, big on Gus. I think Sant head is good. Yeah. So this was uh, his third feature film. To follow After up to, Jerry and... to well, Drugstore Cowboy came before okay. that with uh, old Matt Dillon. Oh yeah, and okay. uh, and uh, I've never seen his first film, which is in the Criterion Collection. One day, Malanoche, Noche, Malanoche, Malanoche. Yeah. There we go. Probably, mm-hmm. um, and I I did like Drugstore Cowboy. It had it has that. Uh, um, not Harmony Crin. Oh fuck his name. Kids director, your favorite. Uh Larry Clark. It's got Larry Clark. Larry it's, Clark. It's, yeah. It's got a Larry yeah. Clark quality to it that I uh that that's my style. And so my okay. own private Idaho, it kind of fits into that that space as well. It's under the same umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. In, a sense, yeah. in so many words. But uh yeah, I mean so I watched this movie ages ago. Watching this is like the that sprint of like you know, Jerry Elephant last mm-hmm. days that like there's a name for that trilogy. Uh the the bummer trilogy. Yeah, the bummer trilogy. We'll go with that. Yeah. Uh huh. But so I mean, I was picking these movies up. You know, I I, I have an unwatched copy of Even Cowgirls Get the Blues and mm-hmm. to, and to Die For. I still have never wanted to watch his Psycho remake at all. Oh, the Vince Vaughn one? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. No, it sounds like a, a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But, and I've, I, I've owned a copy of Paranoid Park for ages and never watched it because it just, Same. It, it, it just seems like another, uh, seems like also like a Larry Clark movie that I've already mm-hmm. seen. And uh, Milk's really good. Though I, I remember, Milk is or, good. Or, but again, I, I saw it once. And then there's his mainstream stuff. That... What about Sea of Trees? Well, we'll we'll talk about the latter day stuff, oh, okay. which I've not seen. But then there's like there's the stuff that like I think made him kind of uh, a big deal in Hollywood to a de- to a degree that Gus Van Sant is a big deal in Hollywood. Goodwill Hunting and Goodwill hunting. following that up with Finding Forrester. Bringing, uh, bring, bring, I didn't realize he did Finding Forrester. Oh, and he brought he brought to the to to our internet language. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. That's a good show. I like that show. About uh, J.D. Salinger? Uh, With the serial that... numbers filed off? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what, that's what uh, Sean Connery is supposed to be, kind of. I see. It's yeah. been, uh, when did this come out? 2000? So I watched this exactly 20 years ago, when I was 10 years old. And mm-hmm. I was like, good show. Good, good, sh- good, oh, good, good show. It's so good. It's so moving. <laughs> Do you think it holds up? I don't know. I like I said I I was never super crazy about this uh those these two movies of Gus Van Sant. Um and you know what? When I first watched My Own Private Idaho, I really wasn't much of a fan of it either. Okay. So on your first watch? Yeah, my first watch ages ago. I I, I don't know. Whatever whatever qualities I really liked about Drugstore Cowboy, it seemed to be very focused and had sort of like a it is more like a Sid and Nancy type deal, RJ. Sure. But 
again, it's it's now very vague in my mind, but I actually really liked that movie way back when. And that's a movie that I don't think has actually come out on a decent DVD or Blu-ray. I think like my copy is like one of those artisan DVDs from ages ago that's in like letterboxed or maybe in full frame. I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it for a while until just now. My own private idol. I have this like expensive ass Criterion DVD of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never really watched it once. I think I, I might have watched the special features back then, when when people had time to do that kind of thing. They weren't painting minifigs and watching King of the Hill like they yeah. do now. Like you should be doing. They I didn't do. have the the finer things of life. Like you should be doing. So uh, I kind of looked forward to revisiting this and seeing how it held up or <laughs> if it improved or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um. The movie opens up, RJ, mm-hmm. with a blue background and the words, Idaho. Who's Idaho? My own private Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to be? I, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get River Phoenix, who is one of these actors that I have no great affinity for at all. You're not a River Phoenix man? No, I'm not. I, I mean, I just, yeah, he's just this guy that is positioned as this tragic figure because he died young. But for the most part, like, I, people always make a big deal. Oh, River Phoenix. I'm just like, sure. Did you, I mean, are you forgetting that he played young Indiana Jones in the intro to The Last Crusade? Are you forgetting about that performance? Yeah, I trip? guess I guess so. Um, did, uh, did you know that? Uh, the Phoenix kids, like River Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Did you know they were allowed to pick their own names? Uh, their parents were like, when they were old enough, they're like, you pick whatever you want to be called. Is that kind of like Lone Wolf and Cub, where uh, the, the Lone Wolf puts the ball or the sword down on the mat and tells uh, the Cub to choose which path he wants to walk? One of destruction with his father or death to join his mother? I mean, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Well. But you can tell me. Yeah. I mean, you, you haven't listened to that album? <laughs> well, not recently. Okay. Not recently. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, I just thought you should know that. Okay. River, so, River was allowed to pick his own name. Huh. Did he, ro- did he roll over on top of it like a baby? This is uh, like, you say, and they, they, like, here's, like a, here's a picture. And it's like, I oh, think... and this one picked a Joaquin. I think it was like. They had like a name for a couple years, but when they were like six or seven or something like that, they're just like, "All right, you be called whatever you want to be called." Is that the best time to let a kid pick their name? Probably not. Maybe it was yeah. a little older, but yeah. I know at some point in their early adolescence, they were allowed to pick their own mm-hmm. their own. Right. Yeah. So, what about my own private river? Unused footage from Gus Van Sant's film. Oh, recontextualized by. Gus Van Sant and James Franco. Yeah, James Franco, the the man who likes to insert himself into things, like his ins- his cruising project. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah I've seen a lot of uh, private Idaho things here, but I was like, you know what? It wasn't on the channel. I couldn't watch any of these making ofs. Everyone loves Jess Franco, right? Uh, I mean, Jess Franco or James Franco? <laughs> James, but uh, I like Jess Franco more. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think... Well, so th- this episode... I, I so our, our, our episode opened up with us talking about Jared Leto. Uh, 
And I feel like James yeah. Franco kind of has that same energy. Oh, yeah. Those dudes live in the same wheelhouse. <laughs> That's right. But, I mean, I would take James Franco over Jared Leto any, any time. Yeah, whatever, I, I think. For whatever I, that amounts to. I, I feel like most would. But there is yeah. those things where he started, when he wanted to be a director. Mm. And, oh, yeah. I just do... for Faulkner uh, well, uh, adaptations. Well, and Cormac McCarthy. Oh, yeah. His Child of God uh, film, which I have. Better men have tried. And, yeah, we can't watch his, like, remix at all because, I guess, New Line says no. <laughs> hey, you call me when there's a Topher Grace version of uh, some Cormac McCarthy, then I'll pay attention. Okay. His yeah. his cut? Yeah. Well, he, uh, yeah. His, I, well, his, his Phantom edit? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, I, I'm more on board with Topher Grace than... Uh, than this yeah. kind of these other things these these fellas these other fellas james frank was fine so we're inundated in this movie next after we see a uh, with a man rambling on a prairie highway mm-hmm. to a rabbit uh is that what he's talking to yeah he's, oh. having, he's having a conversation a monologue with a rabbit it's very it feels very shakespearean some might say that's strange i didn't I, I didn't think that there was any Shakespeare involved in the Criterion Collection at this point. Hmm. Uh, and then there's some, as I note here, scenic scenery. A lot of shots. Is that an oxymoron? No. Is that a... Maybe maybe it's redundant. I don't know. Dreamy, beautiful. And then we get some, we get some country music. But, but, old, country but music. old old-timey. When when country music was listenable, like the Soggy Bottom Boys, uh, yeah, but or, or but solo acts. Oh, Soggy Bottom, yeah, man, man, Soggy Bottomed men, man. yeah. Okay, um, R.J., we live in this mm-hmm. part of the world, this which this, part? This, this prairie world. Oh yeah. Uh, do you ever sit back and think, yeah, sure is beautiful. I mean, I don't think I've ever stopped thinking, man, it sure is beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm talking about. I mean, about. heck, I mean, you don't live that far away from a nice view of the mountains yourself. I mean, on a clear day. On a clear you can even day. See, you can even see them right here. Right on, in the right part of town, you can see those mountains peeking over the horizon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Where, where's the horizon, Jarrett? <laughs> it's right right in the middle. Right in the middle. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're pretty close. And then... I think uh, when this opened, uh, we saw that like highway, and then uh, I watched this with Andy, and she like looked up this the filming locations, and like I don't think Idaho was even on there, and she's like, "What is this horse shit?" She's like, "Idaho is not even in here." I was like, "Maybe it's ironic," but that opening, because I know a lot of it's in Washington, Oregon, but uh, that's close to us, right? We could drive yeah, there. And it is. It, it, well, the problem is, is those those goddamn mountains are in the way. Just drive right through that fucking thing. Who gives a shit? Just ride, drive right over top of them. Yeah, who gives a shit? Maybe, maybe even fly. <gasps> well, how far would it be to fly to Oregon? It'd probably be like an hour or two, is all. Well, yeah, I mean, really, it would be a pretty quick flight. Well, here to Seattle's only two hours, and that's like as. Hey, what were we talking about? Are we? Did we watch a movie? Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of that, so we get a whole bunch of like a montage of imagery. Oh, yeah. Uh, some might call it Malik-esque. Who would say that? I don't know. A guy. Some. An internetsman. 
Yeah. Who's soggy bottomed? Uh, then we transition yep. to Seattle. <gasps> what happens there? Uh, a blowjob. We see a blowjob happening. We see uh, old River Phoenix mm-hmm. getting his penis sucked by a man, a, a big, big old man named Walt. He's Is got, that good? He's got a lot to give. A big old succulent warm mouth, RJ. And, um, and uh, after after River has like sort of like a extended sort of sequence of orgasm achievement, uh, some ten bucks gets thrown at his chest, and Walt shambles off to the toilet. What does he do there? Have a have a sit. I'm not sure if he's having a shit, but he's having a sit. Um, yeah. R- River uh, asks mm-hmm. asks for another ten bucks. Come on, man. He needs it. He's he's hungry, or he needs someone needs a ride. His dad's sick, and, and mm-hmm. Walt's like, oh, "Okay, okay." You all know a guy like Walt, right? We've all been there. Uh, excuse me. We could all... you could you restate? We what? We've all been there. We all know a guy like Walt. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I just okay. Good, 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 yeah. good. Continue. Well, all right. I mean, we know this guy. Sure. We all see a little bit of ourselves in him. Um, so Mike, sure. Mike Waters, Waters, which is like a real a, name, like a river, river, oh. Phoenix. Wow. Reborn, ashes, uh-huh. fire, water. Uh-huh. Think about it. What about That's earth? what, this is what happens when you let your kids pick their name. Which one is earth? Um, I don't know what, what keen means. I think what keen means, uh, hot dog. <laughs> In like Lebanese or something, hmm. something like that. Yeah. Joaquin. Maybe it's just a sound. Maybe he just like made a sound. Yo- and they're like Joaquin. Yo-kum. That sounds good. Yoakum. <laughs> Yoakum. That that doesn't help. Joaquin. So, <laughs> I don't know, RJ. So- one one thing that I is of interest I'll mention is. Seems like a lot of stories that take place in Seattle or Portland, uh, the sex trade comes up a lot. And is it I, big there, or what do you think? I, I guess it would be because uh, I know like Vancouver, which you know is like just right near there, mm-hmm. um, it comes up there as well. Very uh, famed, uh, what is it, uh, East Hastings? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, comes up. You quite don't, a bit. you don't want to be down there after dark, allegedly. You know, I remember walking in Vancouver and stumbling across what turned out to be East Hastings, and that's where all mm-hmm. the cool, some of the cool stores were down there, old vintage uh, bookstores, and, and then there was like, hey, there's a porn theater when I was still when I was uh, down there. The, the, Did you check it? it out? No, I, I saw some people, some some types, kind of coming in and out of there, and I was like, mm-hmm. mm. so yeah, the Fox Cinema Theater, whatever it's called, no more. Unfortunate, hmm. but I imagine that, like, yeah, the 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 dark side of the sex trade stuff is that uh, it preys upon the young and homeless. And what's one of the nicer places you could be is on the west coast. So there's a, there's a whole lot of that. That's like where it's going to be, I guess. Um, where else would it be? Do you think? Everywhere, really, but I think there, it seems like there's a concentration of it. There was like uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the comic I read very recently. It was about a um, 
uh, a trans woman and Remy something of that. And she did a comic uh, as herself as a furry. And, and Remy Mabu? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it could be. Wait, wait. What's Gambit's name? Gambit? Yeah, of the X-Men. Hmm. Is it Remy Mabu? Remy Lama? Yeah, that's Gambit. <laughs> that's Gambit. Remy Mabu. So is Gambit the trans woman? Uh, no. No. Did, the... did the trans woman have a Cajun accent though? No, they were they were just in <gasps> Seattle. There was no uh, there's no Bill from King of the Hill. Well, I mean, I'm less interested, but I'll still I'll still give you the time to discuss it. Okay. I'm 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 less interested, but I you still have my attention. So tell me more about this uh this comic book of uh, Remy. Well, I'm trying to find the goddamn title of it, and it's uh not working out very well for me. Well, there it is. It's actually RJ. I can't believe I couldn't remember it. The title of this by Remy Boydell. Oh, yeah. Is the pervert. Oh, is that a? Uh, I th- I would have said I thought that was the title of your uh, biography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got you. But anyway, maybe maybe, uh, yeah. uh, maybe our uh, dear listeners from the Northwest Coast could tell us more on their observations of this because it seems like in movies or in fiction that I just like stumble across it comes up often it's like hmm what's up with that I don't know man you're asking the wrong dude so, so this movie belongs to the the scummy sublime uh I guess I it never, I don't I honestly I don't think this movie feels too greasy to be very honest the, but there, there's moments though I there, think there's that, moments and that like hotel complex apartment complex that everyone's living in yeah, there's some grease there. It's kind of like the that Fisher King stuff. Uh, I haven't seen Fisher King, no. but it's in the collection. It is. So yeah. one day. Yeah, it's kind of the same idea. This, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very much '90s uh, depiction of homelessness. What's the one without honors <laughs> comes to mind? Without honors. Yeah. With uh. honors. This is above my pay grade, buddy. From, from 1994. I'm thinking of With Honors. Yeah, with Honors with Joe Pesci and Brendan Fraser. Encino Man Ooh. himself. I Hey, anything with Encino Man, you got my attention. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like uh, America really was in love with uh, homeless people in the 90s because it had Home Alone. But only in film. film right. We don't want to Not do in real life. We don't want to do anything about it. But. Yeah. Let's make some movies, though. Let's make some movies. Let's tell, Movie let's, let's tell stories. Magic, Jared. Celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Down and out in Beverly Hills. We'll be Fame. watching. We'll be watching uh, the original version of that soon enough as well from our good friend John Renoir. <laughs> <laughs> enough. Uh, good. Call time. John Criterion and tell him enough. Enough. And hey, buddy, we're good here. Enough. Um, we get Shoe Man. Uh yeah, yeah. There's uh, Schumann. we get faster little Dutch boy, harder. Oh, that's uh, that's Carol. No, Daddy Carol. No. Yeah, I got a good screen cap of him. I like his red hair. Mm-hmm. I like how he dances too. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I that that whole sequence. I just was like, hmm. You go, uh huh. <laughs> it's just I don't. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just liked how that guy's hair was crazy, but. Yeah, uh, Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer's mom shows up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, is she yelling? No, no. She she's just the, uh, you know, sexy older woman with voracious appetites. She she needs How voracious. She, she needs the service of not one, not two, but three, three young men. Not unlike you, not, on on a good day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and this is where we get introduced to Keanu Reeves's character. Uh, yes, we do. What's his deal? Um, he's uh he's slumming it. He's a uh, he's the rich kid. His his dad's mm-hmm. the mayor. Whoa, that sounds fun. Yeah, and but he's like, nah, fuck you, dad. I'm gonna play, mm-hmm. I'm not playing by your rules. I'm gonna walk around with my shirt open without a shirt underneath. So it's just bare chest and a and a choker. Mm, do you have you ever worn a choker like in the nineties? No. How about okay. you? How, RJ, did you wear mesh shirts? I mean, I have a mesh shirt now. I have a crop top that's half mesh. And a house coat. Well, yeah, you don't wear one without the other. Yeah. What are you, dumb? Mm-hmm. It goes hand in hand, friend. Um, my, my note here is Keanu soliloquying. So this is probably after uh, the scene where River's character is like being brought up to the bedroom with uh with Grace Zabriski, I think is her name. Um and then he he has his narcoleptic fit and you mm-hmm. and you kind of forget about that cuz we get cuz we get a definition of narcolepsy. That's the first thing we actually see in the movie is the, the mm-hmm. definition of narcolepsy from a dictionary. And you're like, "Oh, is he having a drug overdose?" No, he's just a narcoleptic. And then she's like, "Oh, fuck." And then they get sent away and they have to drag him out and let him lay in a grassy field. Out in the mm-hmm. rich, rich area, and uh, Keanu talks. Mm-hmm. He is, act, he acts. Is it in the John Lovitz uh, category? No, because John Lovitz has like affectation. Acting exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, so I, I was watching this with Andy, and she's like, "Could they have gotten two like, like worse people to read off of each other?" Because she's like, she thought River Phoenix, like, she's like, he's good. He seems like genuinely like, or she thought like, he sounded like a real person. Like he had stilted kind of dialogue. He's like, that's how people talk. But she's like, when Connor, Keanu Reeves was talking, she's like, how come he's famous? And I was like, I don't know, man. Charisma. Right place, right, right place, right time. He's got charisma. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He's, um, yeah, that's like the, the thing that gets played out quite a bit is, whether or not he can act or not, and for a very long time, and then like it seems like John Wick really turned things around for him. But that that's more like I know like that's physical acting. It's not like he doesn't like have a lot of lines. No, right? but but he's like an actor. But he's like okay for. I mean, when you have a charismatic person that's like also mm-hmm. in shape, it's like well, you yeah, can train you to do some martial arts and stuff. We, we, he did the Matrix things. Put it, kept putting him on the map. He kept like being in these movies that de- define generations, like Bill and Ted, Matrix, True. and now like I mean, John Wick is kind of like a big deal for a big segment of people. Like it's yeah. it's one of those movies that people are like, oh, I'm gonna watch a really cool action movie, and they fucking watch John Wick. Yeah, I, I would take the Matrix over John Wick, but that's just me. Yeah, but now see this is the thing right now. There's there's people who are like, oh, Matrix is old, <laughs> like it's old, even though I mean it's been a while since I've yeah. seen it, but I'm pretty sure that movie actually holds up really well, like visually. And uh, but I don't know, maybe I should rewatch that someday, like tonight. Uh, no, like never. When the new one comes out, never. 
So apparently, yeah, there's a big thing about like Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix. Uh, they both were like, they made a handshake deal about doing the movie because they were f- afraid. Because this is how Hollywood apparently works, or this movie movie making business works. Because this isn't exactly a big thing, but based on the success of Drugstore Cowboy, Gus Van Sant kept turning these into more and more successes. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like, let's get some big stars, some names, Keanu Reeves and River Phoenix. And they went, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be in it. If you do it, I'll be in it. If you do it. Okay. I mean, that's how our podcast got started too, but you don't hear us bragging about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? we don't, we don't want to be like, be, you know, for the rest of our lives identified as podcasters either. Well, maybe characters for four yeah. podcasts, mm-hmm. but not po- podcasters. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Right. Um, so at some point I wrote down remembering reflecting skin. Uh, like which one? Which reflecting skin? The vampire one? Yeah. The, in quotes, vampire one. Fuck, that movie is bad. I don't get that movie at all. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know why people like that thing. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's really nice looking. I don't get it's, pre- it. it's pretty easy to get. I mean, you can't not acknowledge how pretty of a movie that is. I mean, it looks fine, yeah. It looks pretty good. I mean, it looks fine, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, there's that the the scenery of that of this movie reminds me of, of Reflective Skin. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah, kind of, and, and again, listless movie. Mm. And uh it's just kind of there. Um it it just plays itself out. I guess over time, it's like, huh? Where's where's this? something about his mom? Him being held by womanly figures and seeing women crossing the streets and a pursuit of his mom. It's like okay, in reflecting skin. Or no, in, uh... in, in my own private in... Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, wait a minute. That movie is about parents as well. But it is, yeah, yeah it, I... it is. It is also about the absence of a mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got but, you. I got but, you. But but uh, with Vigo as the mother. Yeah. Who would you have cast as the mother in my own private Idaho? I don't care. <laughs> Probably. Uh, who's that actress that I didn't know was hated? The one from Michael in Groundhog Day. Andy Ma- McDowell. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's who I would have put in here. Big money there. Yep. Um, but then we get, I guess, one of the more memorable kind of scenes in the movie. Magazine covers. Where we go, where yeah. we go to the like sex store sex toy store sure sure um and we get like these shots of all these like uh gay magazines gay gay porno magazines Mm -hmm. and then then they're doing this tricksy little thing where they have like live footage with the font of the magazine over top and it's like living magazines and then one of those is keanu Mm -hmm. who also starts talking and giving his backstory Mm -hmm. it's I'm sure people would find very funny. In 1991. Uh, Ahead of its time. And the magazine was called Mail Call, which is not unlike our uh, our mail call at the start of our it's episodes. True. It's true. Our female calls as well, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, very different yeah. then. Would you describe this as Deadpool-esque? Uh, I mean, Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds are both Canadian. It's true. Seattle's pretty close to Canada, so why not? I was always confused. Are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you when you say Deadpool esque? Are you saying is it irreverent? 
Is it breaking the fourth wall, man? Are they talking to you, the audience? They, yeah, of course. Just like a Shakespearean play. So, do you think that my own private Idaho got it from Deadpool, like I, the I, Deadpool two? Well, I think Shakespeare got it from Deadpool. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes the most yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, we got we got Udo. He he Udo. Roll, he rolls up, um, yeah. and he he wants a little bit of that river. He wants to hang out with River. Yeah, he's he's not asking but, much. He but, just but, says, hang out. Um, River, River Mike. He's like, nah, this guy's a pervert. I can tell. Mm-hmm. That, that's a quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then he has a narcoleptic fit and yep. wakes up in Portland with Keanu. A very tender scene. They're holding each other. It's nice. Yes, they're yeah. they're so lonely. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get introduced to Bob. A bob, uh, a bob, a bob like all bobs we know. The uh, the fat like butter bob. Yeah, yeah, fat the, like the, butter. The, the king, the king of Portland. The king of the whores. Yeah, I think is what someone says. And we're introduced to flea. Yep. And mm-hmm. and to squalor, and this kind of was like a I don't know, a half hour of hanging mm. out, doing Shakespeare stuff, and then doing like stuff about like uh, Keanu's dad's looking for him and he's in a wheelchair mm-hmm. we, we, we get the backstory of scott um and then the i don't know they they raid the place and there's like oh we we get the sense that nothing happened that can there's no there's no problems for this character he can go back anytime he wants and he's just there but it doesn't even feel like there's a drive toward that story it just kind of mm-hmm. happens, and you're like, "Okay, what am I watching this? What am I, what, mm-hmm. What's what's going on in this here movie?" Um, and then they leave town. They go out to Idaho, mm-hmm. um, and there's some bullshit with uh, Mike's brother. Yeah, who uh, is there when that he's there when they needed him? Keanu found him without knowing who he was, yeah. but he found him. Found him. It happened. It, it happened, folks. Somehow he found them. No, it's a diversion, and mm-hmm. there's more narcolepsy, and more Ken Reeves doing stuff. Udo comes back. That's, yes, he does. That's cool. And then uh, we jump over to to Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for a casual stroll. For we go to Roma because it's like, well, maybe mom's here or something. I don't. I don't know. That's. I think that is literally the. I, there's like there was a. a a postcard that was like, I live in Roma now. And I was like, I guess we're going there to Netflix. Uh, well, to criterion friend. That's right. Um, and then uh, this like Roma sequence and like, Keanu yeah. Reeves hanging out with bike girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this like, what it kind of also remind me of with nail and I, where it's like, Oh, it's like this, like it's a buddy movie. And then they kind mm-hmm. of go to the countryside, but, but not, like good like with Neil and I <laughs> not the way you'd think no and then we go back to Portland mm-hmm. um we get the the debut of the Simpsons in the Criterion Collection I, I believe yes we do no. yes we do while watching a treehouse of horror yeah the uh the alien uh the let us cook for yeah. you alien episode yeah. how, how to eat humans <laughs> mm, that's a good cane is that a cane or kodos I, I Kane, Kane, Kane. Yeah, you don't want to try to do the Kodos. You no. just embarrass yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, and then yet, so River and Canada, they go separate ways and Canada goes back to his old life and pretends he's like, I don't know anybody in my old life. Fuck you, Bob. Bob, you can die. Nobody so, cares, Bob. In case, in case, dear listeners, you can't tell, I'm pretty still indifferent to this movie. Sounds I, like you like it. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. like a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, there is not anything uh, that I find that appealing. I mean, it's like, yeah. it, it's been a nice break uh, of a movie, though, watching something contemporary after watching a lot of yeah. uh, grandpa movies, foreign uh-huh. grandpa movies. And... Black and white subtitled movies. Yep, yeah, watching something. In... Genre noir movies. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So this is this is a uh, you know oh cool it's contemporary American mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah it's like if this wasn't in the Criterion Collection it would just be one of those movies that uh, I would probably not even care if I finished watching it or not. I don't think anyone would care about it if it wasn't in the Criterion or Gus Van Sant and part of his filmography. It'd just be one of those like footnotes mm-hmm. in American independent movies that's got these two actors in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have too much more to add, okay. uh, other than my general kind of like it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's got its fans, but mm-hmm. I'm not one of them. How about you, RJ? Well, Jarrett, this movie popped on my radar five six years ago. Living with roommate Scott, we were buying those Criterion's. Mm-hmm. We would uh. We'd go in on the sale together to save on shipping and all that. And I remember he bought this, and he was pretty excited. Because at the time, we were both like Gus Van Sant men, Sant heads. We're like, yeah, we like that Gus. Uh, and this was, if it was going to be a movie for anyone, it would have been for roommate Scott. And then I remember he watched it, and then uh, the next day I was like, how is uh, my own private Idaho? And he's like, you know what? I didn't really like it. And it sh- I should have, because it checks a lot of my boxes, but... Mm-hmm just didn't i just didn't dig it and uh, i've held on to that for six years i know i think you've mentioned it on the show i've mentioned it yeah i've told you jared i don't forget things i'm very petty even though this Mm -hmm. isn't a petty situation but i don't forget things especially little things so i was always just like "Hmm." i always remember that that movie didn't impress scott and if it was going to impress anyone it would have impressed him and then when i went into this i was watching it with andy and uh i was like you know gus van sant more or less, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with him. I like Goodwill Hunting quite a bit. I really like Elephant. Milk's yep. good. I just watched that Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, and that's an okay movie. Uh, yeah. Latter day, yeah, the the latter days latter of day. Gus Van Sant have not been it's very kind. It's getting uh, a little bit different. What's the forest movie? That everybody, See a Trees. Yeah, everybody was making... It had a 0%. Yeah, yeah every, everybody was making uh, suicide forest movies all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And his was and his, his had the biggest stars, the biggest stars. But I remember it had a zero percent when it came out, and people were like, "Oof, no one likes you." But so I was watching, and then I was like, or before I was like, you know, I think Gus Van Sant's pretty good. Through the course of my own private at Idaho, I was like, you know what? Maybe Gus Van Sant isn't a good director. Maybe it's he's only ever had the like the scripts to back him up because like in this movie at least i don't think there's anything there's nothing really that stands out to me i'm like i don't care for the script or story i don't think there's anything 
interesting about the directing or the filming of this. Like, yeah. not that that really matters, but I was just like, I don't know if Gus Van Sant is like actually a good director or not. I don't know anymore. Um, but no, I I am not very into this movie. No. Uh, so I started watching with Andy and uh, we like watched a little bit and we're like, okay. And then it gets into Shakespeare stuff. And uh, like I had, I, I had seen that it was like loosely Henry four or whatever, but uh, I forgot to tell Andrea that. And so they started talking and she's like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, why are they talking like this? And uh, I was like, I don't know. And, and like, it was like 10 minutes into these, like all these big soliloquies. Uh, and then I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I remember I was like, it's somewhat loosely based on a Shakespeare or Henry story. And Andrew's like, you son of a bitch. He's like, you, well, she was just like, she's like, that doesn't even make it better for me. She's like, I still don't like that. It's in here. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that's fine. Um, I don't mind some of the story. Like I, I like, I don't mind like the heart of the story. I think the Shakespeare stuff is, silly yeah it's like well so he apparently wrote initially like his idea for this movie at one point like in the 70s when he wrote this was about you know gay street hustlers and he was going to write that story and then he read a book called city in the night or something like that from like 1963 he wrote this novel which was about the exact same thing he was writing about he went oh i couldn't make anything better than this and so he shelved it and he dropped it for like, you know, 10 years, but then he came mm-hmm. back to it, started reworking it. And then it's such, it feels like such a art school thing to be like, you know what? Oh, yes. Let's like do that. But let's, let's do Shakespeare in, on my Shakespeare. story. Cause that'll add authenticity. Let's talk about iambic pentameter. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so yeah. And like, exactly. And like, that's exactly what you'd think. It'd be like, this is some like, some some person who thinks they're showier than they actually are, and they're like, we're gonna throw some Shakespeare on that. We're gonna spice this shit up. Yeah. City of uh, Night by John Ritchie, which okay, I mean, and you know, if man, I feel like the the bar of the the street hustler film for me is Midnight Cowboy. I think that movie is fantastic, one of my favorites, and I was like, I'd rather watch that every like all the time. Mm-hmm. This I don't know. I, I, I do not like Gus Van Sant's approach to the material at all. Because it's, cause it's like the, the stylization, the mm-hmm. the elliptical filmmaking. I don't even know if you, I don't even know if I would call it that really. Not really. It, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't play, it doesn't feel that way because it feels pretty mm-hmm. chronological. And then there's just like sh- the scenic scenery uh, that like punctuates things. And you're just like, okay, sure. But like, let's get to why I should care care about any of it and that never that never happens no what about the uh midnight cowboy episode of futurama where zap brannigan oh. uh oh. so uh kiff yeah what, what about it it's incredible 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 uh, I, I, exactly. I i when i saw that episode i was i had already been a big midnight cowboy fan mm-hmm. and so when and i saw like, that in futurama oh, yeah. i went holy fuck this is one of the best things i've ever seen he said because it's all coming it's together. A film, it's a film reference to something I've seen. I'm living in the now. It's not like watching Simpsons and then watching the movies after the fact. After. It's like watching a movie and the then joke. and then getting the joke. It's like actually being able to experience the joke live. Mm-hmm. What See, a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. Because I grew up with Simpsons and then I saw movies afterwards. And then the Simpsons joke I've been saying to other people for years, I was like, I actually understand what that is now. I guess like – Not okay. just meaningless things. I would – I guess I would say that uh, 
probably the first time that was happening for me was when I was watching The Critic with John Lovitz oh, yeah. as Jay Sherman. Because uh, they, they, they were doing, you know, jokes with, like, Jurassic Park and, mm-hmm. like, whatever, like, the, the new movie of the time was. I'd be like, I, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I know. You're like, I, I understand this reference. Yeah. And that makes me feel smart. Yep. Now, now I'm a big Family Guy fan. Whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Because now that's everything. Everything that works. That's it's all. It's all everything is now is references to other things. It's not so special. But at one point, it felt a little special. It'd be like reading a Mad magazine, I guess, and being like, "I I saw that movie." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh, I understand that." Rather than a 17th century French poem, reading like a uh, I don't know one of those like Mad magazine annuals, like in from like '97, and has like a a Goodfellas parody and you're like, I'm, I've, oh. I've never seen Goodfellas. <laughs> like I am. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm 13. <laughs> you are I'm, 13. I am 13. Well, when I thought Goodfellas was a horror movie, I mean, it kind of is. It looks horror, scary. horror of crime. It looks scary. It's like these really severe men. It does it? They John Ray Liotta is a severe man. Yeah. John like, Ray Liotta. Telling you, you know, uh, Anyways, yeah, I like the idea of uh, the men on the street. I think that's really interesting. But I think he really overshoots. Uh, the Shakespeare stuff, I think, is super silly. Uh, because they only do it for about half an hour, and then they abandon it, right? And I was like, why was it even in here at all, then, if that's what you're planning because, on doing? Because he wanted to make that movie for a bit. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like, well, when they were in this community, in this, uh, when they were in this place together, all these men, they uh, they were living the Shakespeare life. Who's the who's this third guy here? Pa- Panos Bob- Cosmatios is here. Oh, tell what? You about, man. <laughs> Wait, well, he's, he's from the Northwest Coast. He could tell you all about that. Oh, I, thought that I, I, I thought that was Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher? Yeah. Uh, it might have been. I just feel like that's what the conversations were like when they're like, we're going to have a 30-minute Shakespeare session in the middle of this movie. And you go, okay. See, I honestly, that stuff didn't even bother me. Like, I didn't even read it. It didn't bother me watching oh, it. I, I just talking about I mean, it now. I just viewed it as this, like, you know, it's like the Bob figure. The guy who's like yeah, this, I, who's like this gregarious asshole who's like yeah. really into the theater and he's lost and he's like rambling and everyone like hangs out with him because he's but he he's, has the influence he, he has he's the influence the and, he, and he makes them all want to hang out and be like Shakespearean and feel like they're loftier than they are because there's like yeah. the the cultural cachet that comes with Shakespeare and one one who per- mm. says that they understand it or attaches themselves to it um, they. They can be like, I have cultural capital now. People should respect mm-hmm. me and listen to me because I can recite things because I can read by mm-hmm. Jove. Um, and so, yeah, I just felt that that's how I read it. And, like, I didn't even, like, honestly think about Shakespeare at all. I was just more thinking about my boredom. <laughs> yeah. Because no, I, I was just like, I yeah, like th- this isn't working for me. I think that's actually, like, the way you put it, it does make sense. Like, I get that. I just – it didn't bother me watching it either. It's just thinking about it, thinking back to it now. And I was just like, why did they include that? Like, and I like, I get it. It's like, Bob has the influence. He's like, he's the father figure to all yeah. of them. So they all like idolize him and they all try to be him. But at the same time, I was like, eh. yeah. Cause he used that thing. Cause he's, he's like, they're, they're going to have a heist. Like, they're, yeah. so they're, they're kind of like a den of thieves, but like, we're loftier than that. Yeah, and they all somehow, even though they have no money, they all somehow managed to get matching pink robes together, house coats. Why? Wow. They may have found like a, a case that fell off the back of a truck, and they're like oh, they possibly. wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily pick pink. 
but that's what they got. That's what they got. Yeah, so you justify awesome. it and you explain it. That's what we wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And see, I th- and that's fine. But like, yeah, I think that I think the addition of that is too much. And then even the narcolepsy thing, it's like, yeah, I feel like this is. I don't think he uses it right. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I don't know how else he use it, but it's like I. It, it for me, I was like, it doesn't really fit with this story that as as much as I feel like it should. So I didn't I didn't love that aspect of it. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, there there's some there are some good things in this movie, but uh, like as a whole, Andrea almost she pretty much almost tapped out at 50 minutes. She's like, how much is left? It's like 40 minutes, and she's like, holy fuck. She's like, I don't want to watch that. Uh, but then she's like, oh, I got nothing else to do. I'll just finish it, I guess. And it's like, all right. Um, but I was kind of with her. I was just like, yeah, I was like, I'm just, I'm just not interested in this. I just, I don't care. So it's, there are some good things to it, but on the whole, I was like, uh, too, too much of this, too much of that. River Phoenix isn't bad. Keanu Reeves pretty stilted. Uh, I did like when Udo was Mm, on. Oh, of course. Udo was the best part. Well, I mean, if if you were in a movie theater and you saw Udo Kier on the screen, you'd just be, Udo! Udo! Yeah, like that movie that we were both totally going to go to one time. Um, You mean like, or when we talked about it on the podcast, Flesh for Frankenstein and Blood for Dracula. Udo! I remember that. Remember the good, those were the good times. It was like three weeks in almost. Uh... A little bit more. But yeah, I liked Udo. And uh, I thought it was pretty rude that Keanu would uh, turn off his radio. He was in the middle of his performance. Mm-hmm. I thought I found that was pretty rude. 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 Not nice. Not nice. So yeah, anyways, uh, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of my own private Idaho. I just, yeah. at a certain point, I went, who cares? No. You know, who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, I... I just don't think it's one of his better movies. I think he's got made he's made good ones and I don't think this is a great one. But it's the it's it's this and his first movie that are in the collection and that's what we're stuck with. And in fact I thought Milk was in there, but no, it's the documentary on Harvey Milk. That's it's probably better anyways. Yeah. Possibly. What, you got you got a problem with Sean Penn? Do I have a problem with Sean Penn? Yeah. He'll he'll punch you. Have you ever seen I Am Sam? I have not. You should check it out. Yeah. Watch check that and, watch that in radio. You should watch that in radio. And then hey, you know what's on Disney Plus now? The Ringer with uh Johnny Knoxville. Ooh, do you remember that film? I do. That's now on Disney. Hey, did you did you hear that uh Bam has been cut out of Jackass four? Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. What's that what's or what what's that all about? I don't know. You know these Hollywood hot shots. I mean I know some of them, yeah. You know, guys drinking each other's ball sweat. I mean, it gets to their head. In what sense? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I got, so you, so I got, you're a big fan of this movie is what you're saying? Yes. What would you watch first? My Own Private Idaho or Ingmar Bergman makes a movie? Holy fuck. Oh, what would you rather, if you were given a choice right now, What which one you had to watch one of them? I would watch this. Over Ingmar Bergman makes a movie? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. 100%. Okay. <laughs> it's tough, but yes. That, that's my what idea. about My Own Private Idaho or, now get this, Jarrett. I know where I'm going. 
Oh, man. <laughs> well, I've seen this movie twice, and I've only seen I Know Where I'm Going Once. Okay, that's but your answer. That's that's your answer. That's, that's about Last it. one. My Own Private Ode, Idaho, or Peppa La Shit? Oh, same answer. Uh, I've okay. seen this movie twice, and I've only seen Peppy La Shit once. Good. Good, good. Good, good, good. Uh, oh God, this, these, this is the, this is our life now. Re- relating things, we, we see the, on a we, scale. we see, we see the good, we see the bad. But I don't know if it, are, are, are the randos on the YouTube? They don't get it. They don't understand how we could possibly dislike something. But it's like because we're watching it in a way that it, I don't think it was meant to be. It's not meant to be watched this way. But they shouldn't have organized it that way. Exactly. Then. I mean, for. Uh, for cases like ourselves, it's like you have numbers on your spines. I have to watch them in this order. There's no other yeah. way. But imagine like actually having watched these in this order. Like and this is how you actually watch movies without any film context. Like this is like, okay, well, I don't know anything about these movies here, but uh, I'll sure I'll check this out. This grand illusion by John Renoir. Mm. See the way I imagine it. Think of the criterion as like a uh, magazine subscription. You would have gotten the eighties. We're like right. Reader's Digest. Yeah. So Criterion's like Movie Digest. It's like once a month you're going to get a movie. This but, month it's my own private idol. But see, this is the thing, right? Is when you get to start a subscription, you don't start at issue one. You start with the one that's like from that month, and then you just go forward. But you, what if you started on the ground floor? Well, that would be different. And then because yeah. you'd be, you would have started watching these in like the 90s. But I mean, essentially, it's the same for us almost. Almost. We started at number one. We did, but in the 21st century. But imagine a dude sitting at home. Let's call him Gary. Gary's yeah. never seen movies big, before. Big Gary. And Gary Gary uh, was like, you know what? I kind of want to get into movies. I heard that they're starting this new thing next month called the Criterion Collection. And if you sign up, you can get a movie a month. Like the, I'm like going to do that. Kind of like the channel, but there's no spine numbers there. Yeah, kind of like the channel, but there's no spine numbers, which is infuriating. Uh, but what you could do is he, Gary signs up and he's like, all right, once a month, they send him a movie. And the first one's Grand Illusion. Every he week. Checks it out. Every, Every week. week. Yeah, so he watches one a week and he's like, Grand Illusion. And when there's, a, bo- and when there's a box set, they, they send you all of them. You have to watch them in a week or yep. they send guys. But it's the only time in the week that Gary watches television movies and uh and ds9 and ds9 because it's the 90s yep and uh that's just how he consumes this so if criterion didn't want people to do this they shouldn't have done it like that. I, f- I feel like gary though i feel like gary wouldn't have opinions though he'd be like yeah that was okay yeah that was okay yeah, that's i mean that's all and, then, and, then, and then every week he forgets what he watched the week before and he'll go yeah. oh, that was pretty cool then he'll be like oh fuck yeah robocop man or he'll go oh i forgot that sons of the lambs was in the collection I mean, he would 100% be like that. Yeah. Gary or Gary or even Guy, like Guy Rut, uh, Rut 3 or something like that. I think Gary like, would just be a big – general. Man. Gary would be a big rock fan. Yeah, Gary would be on the rock. He'd be like, ooh, he'd be like, that was a good one. That one really actually – that one stung a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, I cried at the end of Armageddon. Yeah. But I'm just saying, he probably wouldn't care, but he would consume him in that way. So it's like if if – Criterion when, didn't would, want people what, to do this. When would he cancel a subscription? That's the question. Like the Gary cancel. Oh. Like 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 when 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 would Gary cancel? Has Gary? Gary? Yeah, when did he, yeah, how long ago did he? Oh, uh, he's long canceled. Yeah, you think? Okay. 
Yeah, I if I mean if what, I was what Gary. If, okay, well, see, this is the thing, right? There's the point where Gary cancels, but there's the point where Gary like the movies start. They, they, they just start piling up, yeah. and he's not watching them anymore. I mean, if he's still watching, I think uh, like the like one of the honest canceling points would be like Henry V or uh, Element of Crime. He would have just been like, <sighs> he'd be like, I'm not into these anymore. And if not those two, definitely something like Dogstar Man or Shitopolis. <laughs> Gary would be like, I don't know, you guys. Like, uh, I thought these were fun movies. I don't know what this stuff is. Yeah. You know? I, 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 you know, I, I respect the right to exist, these movies. Yeah. I, I, like, they're in the collection for a reason. They obviously have prestige. I'm not going to rate them lower than five out of five stars. That's how Criterion works. But sometimes I give a four. And sometimes then, I... And then, you know, so, so, sometimes there's a three. And, and, uh, and, and then there's and then there's, then there's there's a one. There's there's a few ones in there. One of the ones was feel, Seven I, Samurai. No, I just didn't no, get no, it. No, 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 no. He... I, I just he, didn't he, get it. Nah, he'd be fine with that. He, he'd but, be more... Uh, I think it'd be like uh, maybe with Neil and I... I think he might. He, he doesn't like British things. Unless Which Neil and un, I is a one. Un, unless it's Alfred Hitchcock, because he makes good ones. Yeah, that one would work. He'd be like with Neil one. Didn't, uh, like, didn't like didn't like Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs. I don't get it. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of movie. Uh, uh, well, he, I don't de- know you- he definitely didn't like George Washington. George Washington. I don't know why the dog rapes a guy in that movie. It seems like oh, a weird thing to nah. put into your film. He, he wouldn't even get. He wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't. He would have missed that part. He wouldn't got there. He's like, I don't know what these guys are complaining about. They all have houses. That's pretty good. Yeah. What do you, What do you think he thought about Ratcatcher? Uh, I don't know why that they're. I, I, I don't so, understand what they're saying. This little kid has big ears and like, they're too big. I guess. It's scary. He's a new character for the podcast. Gary. Well, we got you got to you got to we got to do some work, some character work with Gary. Yeah, we'll we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. We'll work on it. We're... But yeah, the the bottom line, I didn't get much out of this. I no. think there's a few good things, but at the same I will I I don't I do not want to watch this again. If someone had it on, they're like, "I have my own private idol on." I'd be like, "Can you change it? See, see you later." To something else. <laughs> Yeah. Or and it's like you keep watching. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll come back. I'll come back in an hour. Yeah, this one I have. It definitely has the uh, the vibe of I never want to see this again. Yeah, for me too. There's other movies I, I would mean, watch again, not this one. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just I feel like it's all been. It's all there. I'm I'm done. I'm over. Because mm-hmm. even like our low rated, our lowest rated movies. Man, Magic Flute though, fuck. Magic Flute. It's, it's it's got those sweet the the costumes are cool. It looks good at times, but man, oh man, is that a chore? What about Gertrude? Gertrude. Oh, remember Gertrude? Yeah, I remember Gertrude. Gertrude. What what about? Would you watch uh, the unbearable lightness of being again? No, <laughs> no. No, that's actually got the exact same vibe as this in some ways. It does, yeah. You know, it's a movie I never, ever want to watch again. Coup de Torchon. Coup de Torchon. Remember that one, Drew? No, what one? Coup de Torchon. Coup de Torchon. Uh, who directed? 
I know what you're talking about. It, that... it had that really greasy guy who was like raping people, and he's like, "I am the protagonist." Okay, oh. wait, where is it? Coude Torshan uh, oh. from Bernard Ta- Bernard Tavernier. Yeah, I. In French West Africa, Lucian is oh, a fuck. Weak, yeah, that oh, right, 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 right. Fuck. I okay, uh, cool. Okay, when you I kept thinking Q U no, yeah, uh, Coup de Torchon, yeah, yeah, okay, that movie, yeah, that was a that's a two and a half for me. I would never want to watch that again, ever. Yeah, that's like, I mean, this is all kind of these all would be on the same shelf. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is. They're in the Criterion, sure, but they're not movies we like. They're not movies we want to watch at any time. Yeah. Can I borrow this movie? You can, but I wouldn't. It's not very good. Boy, oh boy. I, I, I know on YouTube someone called us crazy for not liking The White Shake. Oh, who gives a shit about that movie? Exactly. Someone, someone on YouTube said, why would you review a movie, a review a movie that you don't like? And it's like, what? It's like, do you understand what the concept of a review is? It's like you can't, you don't like every movie you watch. Like, what are you you know about? what? At least we don't have crazy people like video game reviewer commenters. Holy fuck. Or are they pretty bad? They're always the, they're the, the dumbest human beings in the world. This guy, don't listen to anything he says. He gave Super Mario a 7.6, even though he gave the other version of it a 9.2. Asshole. <laughs> is this also Gary? Uh, that, this is. Or Gary's cousin. Steven. Steven? Yeah. My name is Steven, and I'm going to talk to you about video game rating reviews yes. tonight. Uh, Steven and Gary. I'm also a big fan of Mandy, the film. Mandy's Casey Medios. He talks like that. Look into it. Look into it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyways, do you want to hear about who hates this film? Uh, what? Or... Sure. But Gary, Gary, Gary stopped. No, Gary never got this far. Um, or do we, maybe we should do like who likes this movie. Let's be, sure. po- let's be positive. Sure. That's fine. All right. Who uh, five starred this son of a bitch. Oh, lots of people. Oh God. Yeah. But that's all. That's how it works. Oh my God. Reviews. I, I just saw the first one. What? J.K. Donaldson. Yep. Yep. I love this on so many levels, but mostly because Gus Van Sant ending a movie with Have a Nice Day written in Helvetica on a PowerPoint slide is just the biggest movie fuck you I've ever experienced. Yeesh. Isn't that what you want in a movie is a real fuck you to the audience and to cinema in general? Hey, Jarrett, uh, this person, other five-star films include... Night of the Hunter. Hey, they just watched uh, My Own Private Idol. They did? And La Ventura. That three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. Oh, that's just recent activity. Uh, well, Night of the Hunter. And hey, there's some decent films in here. But Jennifer's Body, that's kind of strange. Booksmart, five stars? I don't know. This person seems like they're just starting out on Letterboxd. So okay. Not, my, not much here, but uh, they gave Midsommar four stars. Yeah. Which I wouldn't, but, you know, whatever. People like these movies. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And I guess if, you know, good good for them. Good for them. Good. I'm glad people are finding things that they like in their life. How about Melanie? Five stars. How about her? This has basically been on my watch list since middle school. 
and I only just now got around to it, which is a crime. I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much if I had seen it then, but I do wonder if I would have come out sooner to myself especially. If I had seen it earlier in my life, the whole feeling of queerness explored here was so dreamy and beautiful and sad. I wish River and Keanu had been in a thousand more gay movies together. Their chemistry and performances were so moving. People can't talk about Keanu Reeves having chemistry. He doesn't. (laughs) Yeah. Keanu Reeves just exists. Uh, this person watched uh, My Own Private Idaho yesterday. God. Yesterday, Jared. Yeah, these all these five star movies are all these five star reviews are from like the last week. Like uh-huh. all of them. Maybe are they all? <laughs> is this an group of people watching the movie? Like I can't wait to listen to all the Criterion creeps. <laughs> oh, then there's like you look look at these people. Me, me cried gay. Made me suicide dial. This is yet another movie that I wanted to watch for ages, but I have no idea why I waited this long. And this is the worst thing I ever did. I absolutely love this. And it truly was a wonderful experience that I wish I watched before. It is such a gorgeous and beautiful movie that have a very unique direction with excellent cinematography and visuals. Mm. The scene around the campfire is amazing. And I truly loved every moment of it. It was a marvel to look at. The story is fascinating and interesting and a great exploration about finding oneself. And finally, the performances by the two leads are amazing Keeney and River are great, especially River Phoenix, who is just phenomenal here. And I truly loved his performance. It's a stunning, sensitive, poignant, and beautiful one. I mean, I mean, that's pretty or like articulate about what they like. I just don't really agree in the I don't think Keanu Reeves has good chemistry with this is uh, got I that, don't I don't buy that. This has got that uh a lot of letterboxness to Letter- the five yeah. star, I love this. It's perfect, even though it's like, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, that uh, last no, no, person, no, no. Yeah. The last person also gave Midsommar five stars. It's, yeah, Letterbox man. And this person, Haunting of Hill House, which is a TV show, five stars. Uh, Watchmen, the TV show, five stars. Chernobyl, the TV show, five stars, which, I mean, I agree with, but... St. Maud five stars. It's like that movie just came out, you know, like relax. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Like, we live in the greatest time to be alive when everything's five stars. Everything's five stars. They gave Roma five stars. You know about that. They gave the Lone Ranger a half a star. That's I've seen that movie. That is not a half star movie. That movie's not bad. Oh, here. Uh, so I, I feel this a little too happy sappy here. This positivity mm-hmm. uh, on the half star scale. We got Vicky. This was painfully boring to watch. I spent most of the movie wanting to go take a nap. It's just hella dumb and boring. I even used to be a fucking gay boy, and I've done sex work and have cataplexy, a rare offshoot of narcolepsy, and this movie still failed to ever get my attention. Fuck this gay-ass film. What? (laughs) Yep. That's one of the that's one of the wilder ones we've had in a in a very long time, I think, Jarrett. Wild. <laughs> they, hey, this person gave Manchester by the Sea a half a star. Hey, I like, uh, I like it. Even though it's not, it's not a half star movie, no. but it, it's, 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 yeah. Yep. yep. Five star films or favorite films, sorry, not five, but favorite films include Gangs of Wasapur, part two, 
The Holy Mountain by Jodorowsky, oh, yeah. Wild at Heart, and Love Exposure, one of Jared's uh, hot recommendations. Yeah. Big anime uh, person, this Vicky. <laughs> also, as well. But interesting. Interesting taste, Jared. No. Interesting. I mean, let's see here. What, what else we got here? Oh, they just watched Punishment Part 2. That's a good one. Uh, oh, there's someone who's using the high and low image. That is the worst movie I've seen in a while. Uh, their name is a glyph. It is Arabic. Arabic? <laughs> so I, I, I can't read it. I can't, you can't read, it. read it, you guys. But let's call him Gary. In, oh, you know what? In English, it's Ryan. Yeah, so Gary. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's not much interesting stuff here. 2001, high and low, Paris, Texas. Oh, but they gave a half a star to Haosu. Hmm. Which okay. seems... So their other half star films were My Own Private Idaho, A Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, some of the new Star Wars movies. And then, hey, check this out. Texas Chainsaw 2. They gave a half a star. Wow. So. Hey, you know what? Uh, Bill and Ted, I am not a fan at all of. You've mentioned that before, and uh, I'm not... I'm not going to stand up for them. I think that's fine. You yeah. can dislike them. That's no problem. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't mind those movies when I watched them, but that was a long time ago. So. <laughs> Just one more. Half a star from Tom Normandy. That's Ra- a super real name. Rating D. They got a kitty for their profile picture. There's mm-hmm. no plot. Half Shakespeare, half annoying, immature characters doing stupid shit. I mean, sure. This person gave Resident Evil wow, five stars. Wow, amongst their favorite films, Deep Impact. Yeah, Deep Impact. Other five-star films include Resident Evil, Hereditary, Scream 3, Hostel Part 2, uh, Chernobyl again. People just like Chernobyl. It's a good show, I guess. So what's not to like? Um, all the Screams, apparently, five stars. Yeah, I'm looking at um, Tom Normandy's top 30 all-time favorite horror films. Number one, The Ring Remake. Yeah, I mean, that's a good show, sure. Number two, Blair Witch Project. I'm on board with that. Not but uh, Wrong Turn at number hmm. five. Interesting. Is that a good show? No. Okay. No. no. I-, I gave that one star. <laughs> that's how good that is. Okay. Yeah. So a good one. Yep. Yep. And number 30, Signs. That should be, I mean, if this was reversed at number one, Signs, yeah, I would agree Is with Signs that. better or worse than Cabin Fever? I, mean, I haven't seen Cabin Fever, but I, I feel confident in saying that it's better. I think you're, I think you're on to something there. I, I, yeah. I don't think you're a Cabin Fever guy. No. I don't, think, I, 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 I don't know if you're an Eli Roth guy. Uh, not much. I, I don't mind. I don't like actively dislike him, but I'm not a, I'm not a big fan. Okay. So any final words? Nah, nah, it it, it, it ain't great. It ain't great. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, after the break, RJ leaves the podcast Goes back to join proper society. Like selling cows. Fancy society? Cow Wearing society. Cow society. Yeah. 
Cows. Okay. Cows. Interesting. Someone's got to get taco time, right? Someone's got to get that E-grade meat. No problem. Mm-hmm. E-grade meat. That was in the news. I didn't make... That's not slander. That was in the news one time. RJ, when it's safe to travel again, what will you be doing when you visit Seattle for food? Get, getting some uh, Idaho gold potatoes. Yeah, and, and I'm a, I might do a dirty mash on them. You know, leave okay. them a little bit, little bit whole. Yeah. Uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll even model for uh, some uh, male, male sexuality mm. magazines. Hang out with party with Walt. Mine would be called Hot Spud because it'd be a potato-based erotica. Mm-hmm. You won't believe where this potato goes. Uh, you won't believe where this man goes. You can email us at criterioncruise at gmail.com and find out where RJ will go. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barnwell. We have a Patreon. We have YouTube. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. All that jazz. Potato tube. Tubers. Tubers. That's the porn one. Tubers. Tubers. Deep tubing. Tubers. Oh yeah. Gross. All the way to the, all the way to the root. <laughs> Next week, RJ. Oh God, damn you, Criterion Collection, Spine two hundred seventy-eight. Michelangelo Antioni. And Leo. He, he's a back. He's back, and you won't believe what he had done in this time. Leaglis from 1962. Oh, yeah. God help us. God fucking help us. The Italians are back. Mm-hmm. Oh, mamma mia. Well, they were back even this week because we went to Roma. It's a Roma. It's a Italy. You got the, the oil? Saving you all, got saving the olives? All, saving all of this for the end. Oh, for that one person that listens to this, they'll maybe like that. It's real mad. Yeah. yeah. No more. No more. All right. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Huh?